Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks Well, well, we are here. We we doubted it for a little bit because we had some power issues, but they, it's back on and working and hopefully no more problems from Florida Power and Light. Chris, take it away. And Yeah, as soon as you told them the check was in the mail, they said, okay, we, we trust yeah. you, Bill. We'll yeah. turn it back on. So anyway, yeah. okay, well, this is uh, Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day. And you'll be surprised to know that this is our second show on Groundhog Day because the night before the Super Bowl two years ago, we did a show on Groundhog Day as well. So uh, this, we're not, uh, this is not a new, uh, you know, this uh, same old rodeo to, rodeo to us. We can do this. And um, <clears throat> it's October, uh, February 2nd, uh, 2021, and it's show number 129. And uh, as uh, we said, as, uh, we're all here. Rick Swan is here, too, to talk about football and anything else he wants to talk about. And uh, so before I uh, – let me do the death list first. We, have, we will do – and give me the, give you the agenda. We're, of course, going to start with the NFL, going to do some college sports of various kinds. Uh, briefly, there's not much in the world of college sports. Then we do baseball as usual. There's a ton of signs. You know, one thing we can say this year, the free agency market and so forth has not been slow. We used to complain every week on the last two years when we were doing shows, hey, there's no signings to recover report and all this other stuff. Well, every week we have 10 or 15. So we're going to get to those. We'll do the NBA and the NHL. And for the NHL, we've got standings this week. I've did the standing and so amazing you know when you start and you these guys play for two or three weeks you didn't know where anybody was in these divisions how they line up and of course only the top four in each division makes the playoffs it's going to be hard because some of these divisions are very tightly bunched i know it's early but still there's only 56 games so we'll see how that goes and then for deaths we have eight of those and let me tell you who they are we have Gene McDowell, 80 years old, the former University of Central Florida head coach for football. Ron Johnson, 64, uh, minor league manager for the Red Sox and the Royals uh, organizations, first base coach for the Red Sox. Paul Foytak, 90 years old, pitcher for Detroit and the Angels. I remember him. He was one of the Tiger pitchers when I started following baseball. John Chaney, 89. Temple head coach, uh, legendary head coach, probably the biggest uh, one that we have in this week's uh, group. Yep. Dick Smith, 94, infielder for the Pirates and uh, assistant baseball coach at Penn State. Dick Callahan, 80 years old, uh, Bay Area uh, PA announcer. Yeah, that, that's sad. And uh, then we had, you know, I think, he, did, he, did he die of the virus, Robert? I forget. Um, No, he had other health issues. Yeah. So. Well, he didn't uh, do the A's in 2020. As, you no. know, he held himself out, so... I guess he wasn't doing too well. 
Mark Beard, 72, a NASCAR owner and former Bush driver. And Grant Jackson, 78 years old, Philadelphia, and Orioles, uh, really, and Yankees relief pitcher and Pirates. Uh, basically pitched throughout the Northeast is what he did, except here. So anyhow. And so, remember, um, remember, Chris, in addition to that, Mel Antonin, who yes, worked for – we uh, don't have an official MAS, obituary. He worked for yeah. MASN. Uh, he mm-hmm. worked for SiriusXM. He was 64. And he also yeah. wrote for uh, for uh, USA Today. And another one to mention that's not there uh, that happened on Friday was Sekou Smith, uh, a very important NBA writer who um, worked for NBA TV and covered the NBA. He was only 48. And both Mel Antonin and Sekou Smith both died of the coronavirus. Uh, no, okay. no, no, no. They now have said Mel did not. Yeah. It was it. He had it, but it was other conditions that. Oh, okay, conditions. Yes. okay. But All right. that's my brush with fame. I actually tweeted with Mel Antonin. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, any anyway, and uh, that's a good thing. So anyway, I guess we'll go through the panel and have everybody say hello and uh, say what's going on in the area and give their little thing. My thing, which I forgot to mention last week, and I had heard about it, uh, was that the Boston Marathon uh, has been postponed tentatively. It will be held on Columbus Day, Native Americans Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, whatever day it is, the second Monday in Canadian October. Canadian Thanksgiving Day. Canadian Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day. Day. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing, especially yeah. since we have a 416 in the area code. We didn't want to keep them happy. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so that's going to be October 11th. So we'll see if that actually happens. Of course, last year they had scheduled it for September 14th, and it didn't occur. But I think there's a lot better chance we'll have it in October uh, than we were last year in September. There was really no light at the end of the tunnel at that point. So basically we had a dud of a snowstorm for us, but not far away. Uh, they got 15, 18 inches of snow. But here in the Boston area, South Shore in particular, where Rick and I are, uh, it was a couple inches is all. So Rick, what's going on with you? Yeah, hello everybody. And like Chris said, we, have, we just have a cold, snowy, watery slushy mess here that's a nuisance um i just wanted to say um before you know of course we're going to talk about the big trade later but i was just thinking i went through the teams in my head and and before that trade i could only come up with 11 out of 32 teams that i was pretty positive who was going to be the starting quarterback next year and that's amazing yeah they said Um, 18 might change the number 18 i I, I think there's more than that in fact in, in the in the 11 that i come up with i'm counting cincinnati where of course burroughs is going to be their quarterback Going, going, or going into the future, yeah. but he may not be ready for opening day. Right? Yeah, no. that's true. Yeah, it's Adam crazy. Said yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, think I, I think it's more than that. I think you did. I think. Yeah, I counted about eleven. <laughs> we'll okay. get to that. Okay, uh, Robert. Um, well, uh, as I as I mentioned last week on, on the show, we had snow. It ended up being twelve inches here, and uh, so it it, cre- it created havoc because. We hadn't had it for a few years, so a lot of new people that were living here were kind of confused and didn't know what to do, and things were a mess, and we're supposed to be getting more of that this week. So You wonder where these people have lived. You know, I, I, <laughs> it does snow everywhere once in a while. You know, come on, people. I, I'm yeah, beginning to wonder. Down here, Chris. not enough to really know. Like, it's down, like down here, it doesn't snow enough to really yeah. know how to maneuver and stuff and it's a practice and you know yeah. well since you're talking go ahead sean and fill everybody in on what you've been up well to. you know how about how about we talk to perry and bill first? <laughs> okay yeah. 
Well, it we're about to get really, really, really cold. Twenty below, possibly a low for this weekend. But the good news is, uh, as far as we go in our state here in Iowa, we are starting postseason with our winter sports, wrestling, uh, girls and boys basketball. So within over the next month, we'll have postseason. They're going to allow fans, but uh, it's a sixteen thousand seat arena where the state tournaments are held. Only 4,000. So, boy, for wrestling, that'll be a, a major thing because that tournament sells out a year in advance. So that is going to be a big deal for them. But 4,000 out of a 16,000-seat arena. So it's going to be kind of quiet in there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you hear the crowds on the air, it all sounds kind of relative. Now, we're going to have the 22,000 or whatever on Sunday. I think it's going to sound to us, maybe it's because we won't be used to having crowds around, I think it's going to sound almost Super Bowlish. Actually, the NFL has increased that, Chris. This morning they said 25,000 will be there and 30,000 cutouts. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, one of our local uh, radio hosts was in Florida last week, and he said he got an email, $100, he could have had a cutout of him at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Bill, Bill, how's it going? Well, we're we're a little cool here for Florida. It's like 60 degrees today. A little cooler, but hey, I can't complain after I hear Perry. Got a question for you guys on the panel. We have a, I always listen to the sports talk early in the morning and the, the one back home, the fan uh, 1070, the fan. One of the hosts today went on a tirade early morning about how useless masks were and i'm not trying to get political here but any they were talking about this on the sports show and the other host who was actually his boss said um you know look i'm not going to agree with you and we're going to a commercial break and we're going to stop the subject and the guy was just going on a tirade do you think it's socially responsible or not good journalism to at this stage of the COVID thing to to tell people not to wear a mask and how that, no that is that is not good journalism that is terrible yeah no and, and but it it was, mean, it's not even logical but, you know the the thing is we breathe air, we breathe it out, we cough, we talk, we do whatever. If something's covering some of the air where we could have the virus in ourselves and nobody knows, you know, if we do or we don't, you know, at any given moment, it's just not even a logical thing to think and say. Okay. So, and, Chris, and Chris, when you go into a store, I, I know people who have argued with Pete with like store uh employees and whatever and you know those employees are doing what they're told to do that's right that's right and but i will also say i don't agree with him but he wasn't doing it as part of an update he was stating his opinion on an opinion-based show i don't agree so in that sense you know i i get okay he was i don't think it was irresponsible i think personally i disagree with him but he was stating his opinion. Okay. On the other part of it, though, is it's a, it's a topic for March or April. But it this is now guy, right. January and February. Right. We have moved on. You know, we and, and you could argue, well, the president said, and the, but Dr. Fauci says, and do that. And that's what people did all through Jan- March and April. And that makes yeah. sense. It was new. It was whatever. Why? You know, I mean, something in his life must have happened that he got yelled at for not wearing one or something happened. So but yeah. here we are. It's like 10 months. You know, that's like if we sat here and talked about, uh, you know, 
last year's Super Bowl instead of this year's Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, nobody well, likes swearing. Nobody no, likes swearing. Nobody no. likes swearing. No, no, they don't. No. But right. fine. Uh, the, the last we're going to decide, you know, are you going too far at some point? Because I've, I've heard in the last week or two that some people are starting to say that you should be wearing two masks. Right. Now, now I, I won't do that. Yeah. Right. No. I'm not sure. Uh, back to sports. Yeah. Okay, but back to sports one thing. Right. But the last thing. Hold on. Just a second. Okay. Just the last thing I'm going to say on this real quickly. He was suspended last spring for making insensitive racial comments. So he could he could be replaced. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but everything is good. Especially if working with his boss, his boss says, hey, let's stop talking about what you want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Sean, Sean. what's up? Well, I, let's just say... I've been to phone stores, been to grocery stores. I'm not planning on going to any You've been everywhere, man. Soon. Yeah, right. Been <laughs> to stores the last two days. I'm done. So I'm done for a while going to stores. But anyway, but what I'm not done doing is giving you a poll question. Yes, that's right. Uh, we are going to share, and everybody's going to talk about some of their favorite Super Bowl memories. It doesn't have to necessarily be your team. It can be team-related. It can be, hey, Entertainment related, commercial related, uh, maybe a memory you had of a Super Bowl party, watching a game, a certain game. How you got to see a fan go crazy when their team did something. You know, you never know. It's there's all kinds of these Super Bowl memories that you can share. But also, we'll let you know you can down you can call in at any time. Download the Zoom app or dial six four six eight seven six nine nine two three. Enter the code 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key twice. Star 9, raise your hand on the phone. Alt Y on the computer. The more key on your smartphone. Uh, star 6, unmute you. And there's all Alt Y and all that. Whenever we call on you to ask a phone or ask a question, uh, you'll unmute yourself. Uh, leave a message, 773-572-7715. Or sports lounge at allthingsradio.net. Or 800 800- Six nine three zero five nine five. Is it still option one, or do, are we back to option two? Or right now, we're still at option one. Okay, okay. but that could change on we're a daily basis. One. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, let's and just make sure you mention sports. it's for Sports Lounge Live. Right. Yeah. Sports Lounge yeah. Live. So actually, Sean, I want to call on you first because we need to catch up with you. Usually we know kind of what you've been thinking during the week because you've been on the phone system, but you haven't been able to because of your phone issues. So. Need to talk about the Houston Texans because Deshaun Watson has finally requested his trade officially, and you got a new coach there. So, what is going on in Houston? Oh, man. It's called a train wreck that is Cal McNair, Jack Easterby, and the the press conference, Nick Cazario, the new GM that came over from uh, New England. And somebody asked him, he goes, well, the player will be on the team. Didn't even address Deshaun Watson by name. The player will be on the team. He he's and, and, yeah. 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 And, you know, they're still saying, well, Jack Easterby's here. David Culley, he's like, I'm happy to be here. Well, yeah, you're happy to be here. You've never been a coordinator or anything. And now you work your way into being a head coach of a team after 27 years, the closest. And when he was with Baltimore, the receivers, it was the worst receiving, uh, you know, and they were they were at the bottom for receiving when he was there. Even when they were winning, it was just, I mean, you know, no, probably no, no. that's the they only thing that will – The, best receivers, but, you know, the only you can only thing, do what you can do. 
Yeah, but but he but he, he it's like yeah he's happy as a coach but he's never he's never been anywhere yeah he's got Lovey Smith as his defensive coordinator okay that's a that that's a step but you know I mean Deshaun Watson it's just time that's the only way they're gonna save it is by trading him and they're like we're not trading you need to trade him get some value for him start over and you know first of all you need to get rid of that Jack Easterby guy that's the cancer. In there, yeah. and yeah, that's the cancer. You need to get rid of him. It's just he's, you know, let Deshaun go on to the Jets, go on to Miami, go on to wherever you can work it out. The Jets is probably the best move for them, and just say, okay, we have a chance to get some of these draft picks back that that were ruined, and then this guy's our head coach this year. But you know what? He's probably not going to be our head coach for long, and if nothing else. I mean, McNair, maybe, hopefully he'll sell the team, but, you know, because, like I said, he's not – he's – and even his dad has been part of some controversy when he was alive. So it's just – Texans fans are not very happy. Well, are they any happier than the Detroit Lions fans or the Ram fans right now? Because, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, the Rams oh, fans, I think, are happy. Well, the Rams yeah. fans would be The Rams happy. fans should be good. Well, uh, you know, Mar- Matthew Stafford was traded uh, over the weekend to the Rams – for uh, Jared Goff and Detroit also gets uh, two uh, two first rounds and a third rounder and maybe another one down the road or whatever. Yeah, Let's it's the uh, first round in 22, first round in 23, and the third round draft pick this year. This year, right? So, and the Rams uh, have not all, had, as I understand it, the Rams have not had a first round pick in the draft since 2016. That is correct. And Goff, and Goff was their last one. Yeah. And, and, now, and now they won't have one, Perry, until 2024. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So, well, they're, they're doing the old Redskins routine. We used to deal, deal with them in the 70s with George Allen, uh, who had been with the Rams, and then he would trade his draft choices away to get veterans of the over-the-hill gang. And he won, yep. you know, uh-huh. won, he, but I don't think he ever won a Super Bowl doing it, though. No, That's he did not. Thing. He didn't. Nope. But the thing is, all right. I guess what I'm missing somewhere. And we somewhere. should have known, by the way, Chris, that this was coming because I guess in a post-game interview after the Packers game, uh, Sean McVay yeah. was asked about Jared Goff, and he says he is our quarterback for now, is what he yeah. said. So I yeah. guess they should. They yeah. people should have kind of expected something. Well, what I don't get is, you know, we know Carson Wentz. We've seen him, you know, disintegrating for the last couple of months and we knew this was you know if somebody traded Carson Wentz you'd say okay he was really struggling he needs a new place to go Goff okay until they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago he was the the fair-haired boy he, uh, he had started off slowly but sort of like Mayfield started off slowly but he got his feet under him and he and you know uh, uh Shanahan what's his name here we're gonna Sean McVay uh, McVay are gonna go you know on together into the sunset you know they're gonna be the next bay Belichick or and uh, Brady or or Mahomes and uh, Reed because they they got it together what happened to Goff uh, I don't know what it was, but I need how long <laughs> what Belichick did to him well, in the Super Bowl. Because like, after that, he was I think just that was I think that was part of it. But I think what happened was this year, uh, Sean McVay had made several comments during the season about, you know, at times he would turn the ball over and uh, all that. So I'm I'm thinking it was just him and the coach didn't have that rapport. You know, yeah, I can remember that the Thursday night game against the Patriots. I mean. Um, 
Yeah. The running back, Akers, was killing the Patriots. But whenever yeah. they, the Rams would finally get into maybe a third and six or a third and seven, you could see the calls that McVay was calling were the safest passes you could actually – it looked like he yeah, was afraid were. to have Goff throw the ball. Yeah. Okay. And well, I, think I, that, mean, I think that was it. And, of course – you you come at it from the Detroit side. You're you're hearing now that everybody, well, this is Detroit doing Detroit things. Yep. Yeah, I that's mean, what everybody says. Yeah, the Lions are being and, the Lions. And I also heard that one reason he ended up with the Rams and possibly not a team like New England. I think Matt Patricia is now on the staff at New England. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's yeah. back. And, yeah. of course, they yeah. did not have the best relationships. Uh, Matt no, what? evidently Stafford said, I will go to any other team but the Patriots. Yeah, he okay. said, he don't, said you dare, don't you dare train me. The, I don't want nothing yeah. to do with the Patriots. Well, right. he could, And remember, I think he could have vetoed a trade, too. I think he has. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, yeah he had a no trade. He, he had the power <laughs> to veto trades. Yeah. So I think it really, it's, it's really a better spot for him than the Colts because they've got a really good defense. And then the uh, yeah, oh, yeah. They've got a better yeah. defense than the Colts, and they've also got a lot of weapons, which the a lot Colts of weapons too. Yeah. And and they've also got they're in an easier conference to get to the Super Bowl. In. Yeah, you know, I think um, about it, all those young guns yeah. in in the AFC. Um, yeah, you know the teams, all the teams are going to change before the season starts. But right now, if I had to handicap it, I would pick the Rams as the favorite in the NFC. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. in the West, I would. Yeah. You could certainly I mean, make an did. argument for the NFC because it, yeah. most yeah. people will tell you they got a lot better at quarterback. Yeah, the only concern you have, the only thing you, the concern you have with uh, Matthew Stafford is he's been obviously beaten up the last few years as a yeah. lion. So that that would yeah. be your concern. Yeah, right. he's I also. Mean, Tough as heck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're a top two or three in the NFC because, I mean, you know, because you don't know, because you know Drew Brees is not coming back. I mean, right. Brady, yeah, he's going to be a year older. Yeah, he did what he did this year. I know he doesn't get old, but no, you know, who, knows with the, who knows with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay what's going to yeah. happen with all that. Garofalo. Well, apparently, dead. according to Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback. He, he yeah. said that yeah. unequivocally yesterday. But, yeah, yeah, but what happens if Aaron Rodgers happen. says, yeah. "Yeah, what if he says I want, you know, I want a new contract. I'm not getting paid because I've heard rumors of that." You know. Well, uh, I guess he is due for a raise, Rick. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the idea is he wants to to put the Packers on the on the, you know, to, to get them to either extend his contract, which if they do, what what happens with Love, or or you know, go somewhere else. You know? I I got a notification today. That people within the Packers organization, how they've come to this conclusion, I don't know. But they say that now uh, Jordan Love will not be the quarterback of the future. But he hasn't played, so I don't know how they come to that conclusion. They don't like what they see in practice. We do have a – We do do have a – Rodgers is going to be – Go ahead, Rick. No, I was just going to say, unless they just think that Rodgers is going to be around long enough now that by the time he'd be ready, it's like a Garoppolo situation with Brady. They can't keep both of them. Yeah, well, that's it. Right. If, if you're going to, if, if he plays as long as Brady yeah. does, you know, he will. Yeah. Around another seven years. We do have a hand, so I think this, we'll see if this is Dave. Dave, if you want to unmute yourself, star six. And if you're not Dave, just be And if you're not Dave, then I guess I'm going to be wrong. So let's see if I'm right here. here. Dave's not here. Well, um, hello, hello, Dave. Dave. It is. Hey, Dave. See, Dave, I get it right every once in a while, don't I? (laughs) All I'm going to say is that um, as long as you've got Tom Brady in the NFC, um, 
I don't think anybody will really have that easy a time to get into the Super Bowl from that conference. No, I mean, and, that's and true. You, and, of course, you're going to have Aaron Rodgers. He's going to yeah. have something. To, and if Jimmy Garofalo could ever stay healthy, uh, then the 49ers will have something to say. Well, then you that, wonder, but then what you wonder, Dave, is where is Jimmy Garofalo going to be? Because of the 49ers, they're in salary cap heck. No, I think he's going to be here. I, I, think, I, think, I think so, too, yeah. I think yeah. Jimmy's going to be released or traded or something. Be here. Because, actually, so. he would be a good fit for the Patriots. I hope Well, he this is what there. Belichick – see, this is a, this will be the thing where Belichick you – know, and there's been a lot of stuff this week. Apparently, um, uh, Amendola was out this, trashing Belichick pretty good this yeah. week. And, you know, so there's a lot of stuff where if, if – and, of course, people, Belichick uh, apologists will say, well, if he, he wanted to keep Garofalo and he wanted to, you know, trade or get rid of Brady and blah, blah, well. Okay, here you go, Bill. You get your wish. Here's Garoppolo. Uh, all right, give him some receivers, maybe. Maybe he could do something with receivers. You know, you can't just have a defense and try to win every game three to nothing and uh, no. see if, you know, try to build a team around Garoppolo. But um, that's, you know, you that's do. another interesting question, one. though. What are the, what are the 49ers going to do with their salary cap? They may have to try to ride with these two backups and see what they can do because they're really in a lot of trouble with the yeah, cap no, unless they can figure I, something out. Kyle Shanahan even said uh, either Nick Mullins or C.J. Uh, uh, Bethard may, uh, may wind up running the, uh, the team next year because yeah. of the salary right. cap issue. Right. And if you go, and I mean, if you go by what you saw this past season, it would probably be C.J. Bethard at that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And of course, okay. we know Chris. He was a former Hawkeye. Yes. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Okay, so I guess uh, it's time to talk about the Super Bowl because, after yes. all, it's the the game and yep. all that good stuff. And the Super Bowl Fifty Five, <laughs> yeah. first time ever in a home stadium, and uh, you know, but they're going to be the visiting team. There you go. I figured that was going to happen. Yep. But and that's yeah, funny. They're going to be the visiting team. I thought that the, the factors were. I don't know how this works. These how they decide these things because uh, the first one, I'm sure that the uh, Packers are the home team, so you would think the odd one. I is, actually, I think Tampa Bay is the home team this year. I yeah. thought it was visiting because Kansas City has the better record. No, no, no it's it not that the door record. It's just it just alternates. I thought you know, they went on record no, with the no. NFL. Now Tampa Bay has actually decided to which is on Europe to wear their white shirts because that's usually what you wear on the road. But they yeah. they had the choice because they're the home teams. Yeah, yeah that's, the odd number team should be the NFC Super Bowls because the Packers were the home team the yeah. first year. It's got right. nothing yeah. to do with that. So anyway, so as far as my opinion on the game, I think that the, the Chiefs will win it. I think the Chiefs just have too much going on. they got too too much yeah. in the offense. They, they'll sleep for about a quarter and a half, and all of a sudden yeah. you turn around five minutes later, there's 21 points uh, scored. And yeah. I just think they'll, they'll out score the Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, I think the Chiefs defense is a little bit better than theirs too. So, uh, you know, they're not great defenses either of them, but I think if you had to pick one, I, I, I would pick the Chiefs. I, I will be playing the Chiefs defense on my wonderful fantasy team this week. <laughs> so uh, anyway, since I think they're going to win. The, but, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, Chris. I thought the fantasy leagues were over at, by this time. Oh, oh not our league. We have to. <laughs> well, I was thinking most about fantasy leagues are over by like week 16. Oh, we, we, have, playoffs, week 16 we have ways. We're going to do a show on fantasy football sometime. Now that Rick's used to be in on this thing, and we're maybe going to get up my brother Dave get tell him about it get him to call in or something because we have we have so many rules and things we do uh, to make it go you know all through oh no we, we play for the playoffs think, too and it's and really I not hard to should, do I think we should do that sometime because fantasy football is extreme fantasy sports but oh, especially football is extremely is. popular yeah, yep. with daily fantasy, with uh, DraftKings and all that, yeah. Yep. So anyway, my pick is, because uh, you always pick a score, I'm picking the Chiefs 34, Tampa Bay 24. Ooh. 
Okay. So, Rick, what do you think? Well, as someone who picked the exact score last year on Larry's oh. football, <laughs> you're not far off. Or I, 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 and I hate picking against Brady because it's, it never works. But it I works think a the third Chiefs, of the time actually it does work a third of the yeah, time. I, yeah, I um, I'd like to. You know, I need. I, I, I'm just a huge fan of Mahomes, and this is this is going to be huge. So, you know, everybody keeps saying nobody's ever going to catch Brady for Super Bowl wins. Well, if if Mahomes yeah. wins this, and this is like one of those when the Yankees and Red Sox are playing a game, it's a two game swing. You know, because yep. this would be, you know, it's either going to be six to two Brady or seven to one Brady. That's so right. this, you know, if if it's six to two, I think Mahomes has a shot at catching. He could. Him. He could. But um, on career ahead. I think. I think the Chiefs are really. I I think they're going to win thirty. I got thirty four to eighteen. It's I actually have them thirty four to ten, and the Bucks are going to get a last, you know, an end of the game touchdown and go for two and get it. I got a thirty four eighteen Kansas City. Okay, all right, uh, Sean, what do you think? I am going to go forty one twenty seven Kansas City. Okay. Because remember, I picked Kansas. I remember I had Kansas City in Seattle at the beginning of the year, and Kansas City winning. So I'm going forty one twenty seven. I think, like you said, I think they're going to start off slow. And then Mahomes is just going to, you know, that's the thing, because Tampa Bay has the receivers, but they don't have the defense. Right. Okay. Um, Robert? Uh, I think it'll be uh, Kansas City 42, Tampa Bay 35. Um, I think it's going to be uh, – defense is not going to have very much to do with this game. If they do, somebody's going to return a touchdown on an interception or something. I think it's going to be very high scoring, but I expect Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to go back-to-back. Okay. Perry? It'll be 41-24 Chiefs. I think they'll spot the, the Buccaneers, you know, maybe a touchdown and a field goal or something early. But then I think the Chiefs probably about – halfway through the second quarter they'll take off and once they do they're hard to stop so oh yeah um yeah. i think it'll be 41 24 chiefs bill and remember they remember they played in week 12 in tampa and kansas city won that game also so right, right. bill how about uh, your pick 38 kansas city 34 tampa bay for some reason i think brady will have a lot of magic that day but i think Kansas City will will survive. Oh, and we have to talk about the Tampa Bay sports thing that's yeah. been going on here yeah. because, uh, like like Boston the last you know oh, yeah. a couple of years ago and whatever. So you had in uh, what when were they in the uh, Stanley Cup Finals? Like August or something? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. September. 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 I think. Yeah. Yeah. Series yeah. In and October. the World Series in October. Uh, and now October. this in yeah, so this is closer together than the Red than than the uh, Red Sox in eight, eighteen and nineteen. The Red Sox just uh, did it in October of eighteen. Sure. Patriots January, February of nineteen, and the Bruins right. in uh, June of nineteen. So this right. is closer together. I mean, strange year. It got closer because it's the yeah. weird year. Right. But still, that that's. Pretty good to have three teams yeah. in in the finals. You got one win, one loss. Uh, you know, and the, uh, with Boston, we got two and one. So we'll see if they can pick up their second one. But uh, there you go. You know, and yeah. okay. So anything else on the NFL before we uh, move on? Are any hands? Any colors? Or we don't have any hands yet. So let's okay. get to let's take our break. We're past the bottom of the hour, but yep. you know, we got to tease the listeners. As we typically do, if you like baseball, stay around because a signing has happened in the past 15 minutes. Oh. We'll tell you about all that. And so more. Big trade also. Does we'll it have something to do with next. Does it have something to do with archery? Well, it could. <laughs> and a team a team that we just talked you about just one talked of their about teams. just a minute ago. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll tell you about it coming up. We better play okay. this commercial or we'll be gone. <laughs> 
Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you're left with money ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And we're back. I think I think Bill and I get the same notifications. You probably uh, do. Oh, but you know, to tease it just a little bit more, we did say we were going to do a little college sports before we went to baseball. So why don't you lead with your new signing when we get to baseball? Right. Why did we do the college? And uh, Josh Heupel was hired uh, by Tennessee and uh, from uh, USF. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Now, Tennessee. Central Florida, UCF. UCF. UCF, I'm UCF. sorry. Yeah. Central Florida. And good luck in that Tennessee train wreck. Good luck there, Josh. I remember Josh Heupel had some other, some stuff there in Missouri he was involved in his own little scandal, if I remember. But he's the guy that coached the national championship team a couple of years ago, though, right? No, no, no. no. That was not No, him. that was Scott that Frost. Was not, that was Scott he, Frost. That, Scott Frost is now in Nebraska. Who's, okay. having his, who's having his own issues up there. His own problems there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Scott, Scott Frost left. Josh Heupel replaced Scott Frost. Okay. And sometimes, he, sometimes, Chris, it is not always better to get bigger. It is, that does not always no. work. No, 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 that's true. Sometimes you have a certain level. At the, you see that when we go through these deaths, uh, how many 300 minor league hitters hit 225 in the majors, but they could play in the right. minors for 15 years and make a living. Oh, have it, being in a triple-A city, I could, I could give you any number of guys who come through here. You thought, man, that guy's a can't miss when he gets to the big yeah. league. Then he gets to the big leagues and he's yep. nothing. Yeah, they start throwing yep. the curveball. Okay, so uh, Sean, today you know, when you got back with us, you were able to talk about EA Sports. Why don't you talk about that for a minute? Well, EA Sports college football is returning. Now, they don't have an exact year, but this goes along. It, originally, I thought it was going to be 21, but it's not this year. But this kind of goes along with the whole, remember, a lot. California passed a law about, uh, passed about their players getting paid. 
and other states have introduced legislation very similar off their likeness and image. And EA Sports, remember they did the EA Sports NCAA college football, and then in 14 it went away. It was after the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit. And they Ed O'Bannon won, and so they had to pay going back to 03. EA Sports was prepared to keep paying players. NCAA said no, so EA Sports pulled. EA Sports said, no, this is going to be the EA Sports college football, not EA Sports NCAA college football. So they're going to work out deals with the schools and with players so that they can use them. They're prepared. And they're saying one of our biggest game, one of our biggest selling games is coming back and be prepared. And people are just going nuts. So let me tell you, this, this thing... My dad, at the time, 55, 60-year-old man at the time when these were out, when they really started getting going. I mean, they were going from the 90s. My dad bought my brother a PS3. My brother was in high school. My dad would never upgrade on uh, a Nintendo or any of that stuff for us because he bought it specifically, not for my brother, but so that he, at the time, <laughs> in his late 50s, in the mid-late 50s, in 05, 06, whatever, he could play the EA Sports College <laughs> football. And even at like 12, 13, he was thinking about it for my niece, that she needed a PS, when the PS5 came out, that she needed it, so that he could play it. And he's like, all these kids, you know. So, I mean, that just shows the effect that, like, EA, this, the college sports game and the Madden have on these, uh, you know, on this, and so it's a way, and players will be players will be compensated for their image and likeness. They said we will find a way to do that, despite the NCAA. We don't care, and like I said, the Ed O'Bannon, and I'm sure they'll be doing it with a college basketball one also eventually. Because mm-hmm. remember, Ed O'Bannon was UCLA basketball player. That's right. Speaking of college basketball, states, you had a little. By note. the way, and by the way, states are passing things yeah. like that. I mean, they all have different ways of doing it, but states are doing it. On their own, so, yeah. There's about 11 that passed already, and so there's 17 of, that have it in their legislature for this year. Speaking of college basketball, I guess uh, we could do just a minute on that. There isn't much really going on with these games, half of them being postponed, and you never know who's playing who when, when they're going to play. But uh, the tournament might look a little different this year, Perry. Yeah, it might. Duke, Kentucky, and uh, Michigan State, if it would start today, and of course it doesn't, uh, they would not be in if you believe the bracketology b- with uh, Joel Inardi. Joel Inardi. That's, yeah. that's he's yeah. one of the big ones, and he's uh, Mich- usually pretty accurate. He is. He he's usually pretty accurate. Jerry Palm is right up there. Um, yeah, those, but um, those they would not be in. And Michigan State plays Iowa tonight. That Iowa really needs to get back on their on the winning track, yeah. but Michigan state the other day, I watched that Ohio state game. They, of course they had a COVID shutdown and all. They just don't look that good to be honest with yeah. you, but it, but a and team that got- is good, a team that is good. The rated 25th rated Drake Bulldogs, yeah. 17 and Oh, but they're mm. getting ready to go into a difficult part of their schedule. They have, uh, Valparaiso this week, and that may not be too tough. Then they have Northern Iowa middle of the week. Then Loyola for a two-game series next weekend, and Northern Iowa again the middle of next week. So they're going into a more difficult part of the schedule now. But they're the, yeah, Wichita, the new Wichita State, I guess you'd say. At, at least point. for the, at least for this year. At least for this year. And Darren DeVries, the coach there, I mean, he's already being discussed for jobs that open up. So Drake is, of course, trying to extend him. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I said earlier about bigger is not always better, uh, Ben Jacobson, you know, at Northern Iowa, was always up for these big, big jobs. 
and you know, he's just one of these guys. He's content where he is. He's had opportunities to leave, but he's just content there. He loves it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you another team to watch. Oklahoma last week beating three ranked teams in I mean, Kansas, Texas, Alabama. Now Kansas is not ranked anymore. I don't think they're they're probably going to be a lower seed, but but in in about a seven day period beating all three of them. And now Texas, of course, has a big game tonight coming up in a few minutes against Baylor, number six, number two. But you know, it was that's pretty another, low scoring right? last night. But Texas Tech and Oklahoma that was a decent game last night. It was low scoring, yeah, they, but. Yeah, well, you guys have been chomping at the bit to give your new signing. So Perry or Bill, whoever you guys can fight for it. I Go don't have it. the details, but Chris Archer <laughs> is returning to the Rays on a uh, oh. contract. So Chris Archer back to the Rays. He they traded him to the Pirates, and then yep. now he's back with the Rays. Six point five okay. million. Six point six point five million. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, they they got rid of Snell. They got to do something. So baseball, they do, and I think what of... they're I think what they're banking on Chris is that that Chris Archer is going to get back to his form if he's back you yeah. know where he was comfortable. Okay, so we have a lot of signings here uh, to go through, and just baseball news in general. Andrelton Simmons signed uh, uh, with Minnesota uh, for one year, and now wasn't wasn't he? Where was he? The Braves before he, right? he was with Angels. the Braves, oh, and Angels. he was recently with the Angels. I missed him. When he's he went the, to the one. He's the one, and I think this could have gotten him a little bit. Uh, once the Angels were eliminated last year, remember, he's the one that opted out. Once they were That's eliminated, correct. he'd had enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, JT Remuto, I, we I touched on it briefly, but I don't know if we had the numbers yet. Five no, years for $115 million from uh, from the Phillies. Yes. Mar- Marcus Simeone, uh, $18 million, I guess it's one year for Toronto. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, one year. Correct. One year. Yep. Okay. Yeah, another one walked out the door. Thank you, John Fisher, for not spending any money. Well, the thing is, I don't know, it's a strange year to pick to, I mean, you know, some of these guys like Springer, you say, well, eventually you go and play in Toronto or do something. This is in Dunedin, Florida, really? Is that what you want to do this year? Okay. Yep. Whatever. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka is going back to Japan. Yep. Where, you know, where where they don't argue as much about masks. Wilson uh, Ramos, back, backup catcher in Detroit for a yep. year. Yep, for uh, one for year. For $2 million. Uh, Aaron Loop. Uh, to the Mets uh, from Tampa Bay, one year pitcher. Uh, actually, that was a trade. Oh, that was a trade. Okay, all right. And then uh, Stephen um, Matt traded to Matt. Toronto for three yeah. prospects yep. from the Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jock Peterson, one year for uh, seven million, uh, f- uh, former Dodger, and he's going to sign with the uh, Cubs. Where's he signing Cubs. With? with the Cubs? He signed okay. with the Cubs. You know who I was thinking of? I, I think the Jock. The other night we were talking, Perry. I think I was thinking Jock Jones. That's the guy who used. And he was, and he was, he was a good ball player. Yes, yes he, was. he was. Okay, Adam Wainwright staying in St. Louis for eight million uh, next year. Uh, Cole Stewart one year for seven hundred thousand. With, so the Cubs. That's with, with the Cubs. Yeah. Now, allegedly, and allegedly uh, I know Pierre's in listening. Allegedly, Pierre, he pitched for the Twins, but he did not pitch in the 2020 season. He opted out, but uh, Cole Stewart, formerly now of the Twins, is where yeah, he okay. came from. Uh, Blaine Hardy signing a minor league deal with the, uh, with the Brewers. Uh, let's see. Who's this now? Um, he's a left-handed pitcher. Okay. Yeah. Outfielder Eddie... Uh, Rosario, Rosario, one year for $8 million, uh, with Cleveland. Yep. Uh, Deidre Gregorius, two years for twenty eight with Philadelphia. He was there last year, wasn't he? Yes, Deidre he was, one. yes. Yeah, thought so. 
Colorado, have they worked anything out? Okay, Colorado is supposed to be trading. No one <laughs> that Arnado, has gone through. Yes, that, that has gone through. They had their news conference. And everybody things. did the Republicans have to sign off on that too at that meeting yesterday? Because I think I don't know who had to. I don't know who had to sign. I don't know Chris who had to sign off on it. But I can tell you, just from hearing from a few Rocky fans on uh, MLB Network Radio, the Rockies. Um, the only player that I had ever heard of in the package is Austin Gomber from the Cardinals, and he's a pitcher. Yeah. But the Rocky fans are not pleased at all. No, no. And uh, by the way, Trevor Story has officially asked for a trade, by the way, out of Denver. I didn't right. hear that today. That must yeah. happen today. Yeah. Well, that doesn't, so, you know, if, if that's happening, that makes sense. And, you know, thing is, like, but you did say, though, the, the, the last time you reported it, that there was. So for some reason, both the Players Association and uh, I forget and they, the and MLB. Yeah, and the reason the reason it. that is is MLB has to sign off on it because there's fifty million, fifty one million going from the Rockies to the Cardinals, and the Players Association had to sign off on it because they're allowing uh, Nolan Arenado is allowing the Cardinals to defer some of the money, and if there's money being deferred, the Players Association generally does not like that at all. Okay. Oh, I wonder how Bobby Bonilla got away with that. I guess that was years ago, huh? <laughs> that was years ago, yeah. Yeah. And we It's uh, a different uh, players association today, yeah, Chris, yeah. I think. Uh, Dustin Pedroia retired, and he really hadn't played since about 2017. He had all kinds of issues. Yep. <clears throat> he actually got hurt. I don't know if people know this. For the first day of the 2013 season, he uh, at Yankee Stadium, he hurt his wrist at an, in an at-bat. He continued the game, and then he was out for a little while, came back. But he never was the same afterwards. His wrist was bothering him the rest of the year. Didn't hit with the – you know, he, he contributed to the team very nicely and so forth in 13, and they were glad to have him. But yes. after that, he just wasn't himself anymore. And then I think it got into, what, do you have knee issues or whatever else? Yes. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So now, uh, now, now, Chris, you and Rick, of course, are in that area. Right. Um, I assume he'll be um, regarded as maybe not one of the greats, but one of the goods oh, of yeah. the Red Sox. Absolutely. No, he's going to be in the Red Sox Hall of Fame right away whenever they get around to doing that. He'll yeah. be honored this year when we have when we can have fans. And that would be the kind of thing that might – you know, there's no World Series, but if, if they have a point where they get over a certain, you know, because we'll probably have 10%, 20% at some point. Uh, we've had nothing for fans for hardly anything here. So, you know, when they do that, even that's going to be a big deal. But when they get up to a point where it's a pretty folk park, I think they'll honor him right away because they'll want that to be a real uh, marquee moment. He did a lot to the team. He was very close to Terry Francona. They used to play uh, cribbage every day. Cribbage. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so uh, he, he was like his manager on the field and just, you know, just a all around uh, good Red Sox, and uh, no, everybody will be. That's that's one of the people that people look uh, back uh, fondly with. He won the Rookie of the Year award in '07, and the MVP in '08. So uh, you know, that's pretty yeah. pretty cool. Now the the Red Sox don't actually have a Hall of Fame, Chris, do they? Uh, they have they. Well, they've got something. What do they got? Is the ring? Is it a Ring of Honor? It's a I, thing. It might, might be a Ring of Honor uh, because yeah. the Red Sox don't have very very many uh, retired numbers, right? Chris? They don't retire numbers, but there's a, a thing. They've, they've voted people in. To, I don't remember what it is, but when when yeah. they announce it this year, and when Joe uh, Joe on his first spring training thing, certainly expect to see uh, Dustin get into the and he'll name the thing, and then we'll know what it is because uh, yeah. you know yeah. that, now, that, now, that Chris, will Chris, have we heard? Yeah. Are they doing their uh, broadcast the same way as they did them last year? 
Well, this is, of course, and we should talk about this because I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I assume at this point that nobody's really ready to travel because we don't have what's the difference in the situation from last September to now really on the ground. You know, it's yeah, I have a feeling broadcasters yeah. are going to have to do what they did last year. So oh, now, boy, Pat, think, Hugh, Pat Hughes will not like that. What I think could happen if there's spring training, and, you know, I still find this a little hard to believe that right today they're telling us that it's going to be 162 games, that it's going to start April 1st, yep. that they're yeah. going to have spring training on uh, February 17th, and the yep. first games will be the end of February. And I find all that very hard to believe. I suppose, I, I suppose, Chris, we should probably then get into that subject because yeah. this yeah. week the, the MLB owners presented the players with an offer, delay the season for one month, 154 games. You get paid, however, for 162. What the players are unhappy, and, and of course, it would have 14-team playoffs, you know, seven in each league, and the universal DH. What the players are not happy about, and they rejected it, is they feel that they should be paid even if games are canceled because of the virus they should be paid anyway and the owners are saying no yeah no i mean but it to me it's these two sides i mean really have you ever seen more idiots i mean everybody else does their stuff behind closed doors but for some reason the mlb owners and the mlb players cannot do anything without it leaking to the Uh, media going through the public I, I, i just yeah, well, they're right there, too. But in <laughs> sport, in sports, have you ever seen any no. any more idiots than these no. than these two sides? No, because no. All right, look at the NFL. The players had their concerns at the beginning of the before the season started. The owners came out. They said, OK, this is what we're going to do. This is what we need to do. They've com- they completed a whole season. No problems. And not only other sports leagues using it as a model, other businesses are looking at how the NFL has done it. Baseball, right. oh, we want to do this. Oh, no, no. They almost didn't have a season last year because they couldn't agree on when to start. Yeah. And, well, and, I hate, look at, had, and you're they, hearing they, a they lot this. of people. You're hearing yeah. now a lot of people saying because they do it this way, it is pretty highly likely at the end of the season you may see a strike in baseball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you're oh, going and to. This is what turns a lot of people that are not purists, and even it's turning some of the longtime baseball fans. This is what's turning people and pushing people, especially under the age of 50. You know, Perry and I are close to that 50-year-old age. We're not going to talk about that, but no. Hey. <laughs> but we're getting there. We're close to that. But this is what pushes people away. This is what pushed people like my dad, a long-time baseball fan, because of stuff like this. Oh, we can't agree. Oh, no, we want this. We want that. Uh, the stuff we talked about with the Hall of Fame, uh, with the writers, you know, last with all yeah. the stuff last week. These are little, and they wonder why baseball, as you get into each younger age demographic, they wonder why people are not watching baseball the younger you get. And, and it's just yeah, you but know, it's not. It's the game. It's the game, and whether you like the game in 19, in the eighties. And again, you guys are young, but in the eighties, the NFL did all this. They had they had their two strikes, and they they were very bitter strikes, and they really went you know toe to toe. And uh, they had replacement players, you know, which baseball did briefly in in ninety five too. But you know, hey, any sport can go through a, a, you know labor issues. If you like the game, you know, NFL, you know, picked right up where it left off, and everybody said, oh, the fans are going to be mad. They're never going to come back. You. You've got to have a game that you can sell to the American people. That's what you got to have, whatever your labor situation is. And baseball has no 
marketing. If they, if you had the baseball of the seventies and eighties in today's era, if you had your Reggie Jacksons, if you had your guys like that, Johnny Bench, I mean, if you had those guys, and I mean, even if they had this bickering and infighting, the market, those guys in an era like today would go nuts, and you'd be hearing people talk the way you hear them seeing Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and State Farm commercials. You hear them really, really hyping up red. Those guys, if they had those type of players, and if they had that type, no matter what these issues are, and even with the strike, I mean, and then like when they had the strike in '94, it took it's baseball allowing steroids and not making them illegal to get '98 to even get right. them. To come back. Well, and what's happened to baseball? Are- what's happened to baseball is they don't. They've never really dealt with competition well. When you think about, and you talk about all those guys in the seventies and eighties, you know Reggie Jackson and everybody. They used to uh, hockey and, and uh, basketball were over May fifteenth. That was it. Okay, so yeah. baseball was the game really that was com- for uh, other than exhibition football till September first. So they had but, the country's total attention. Now you got you got basketball and hockey uh, almost to July, and you've got other NASCAR sports that have picked, picked up, up and NASCAR picked up. So yeah, it's it's been competition more than anything else. And you yeah. know, so just changing the name in a, a j- game in a knee jerk way like they do, I don't tend to agree with that either. But uh, I think no, I don't think they should change the no. The game shouldn't be. Changed. But I'm still saying they don't. They don't. I mean, they they get in their own way. Some of the boneheaded things that they do. That hey, hey they hold, hold on, get, Chad. Dave, go ahead and start unmuting. We'll get in just a second. Yeah, they get in their own way. Well, they do. But like I say, the NFL was really in its way all through the 80s and they they survived it, you know, and everybody just sort of picked up and went on. And the Players Association kind of got beaten down and they've never been the same since. And that, you know, some sometimes you got to have a winner and sometimes you got to have a loser. Somehow the NBA and the players have been better partners, Uh, but not really the NFL. There's an uneasy truce there. It's not as you know, they did that long deal and that's fine. But that's an uneasy truce. The, The best one right now is the NBA labor wise hockey's doing okay uh, they just signed their thing and got it snuck it in during the pandemic that's like the only good news we got during the pandemic for six months and then you know uh, we, but baseball you're right i think there's a very good chance there'll be a strike and it's it's uh, not going to be a good thing for the game that's for sure and by the way as, we, as we get ready to as we get ready to go to dave uh, sean if people want to call in and obviously guys that are already in go ahead and raise your hands if you want but if they want to get in sean what do they do yeah, they can just dial 646-876-9923 and enter the code 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key, call, uh, hit the pound key twice. Call in because, like I said, I've had a week's worth of rage and I'm ready to go. So <laughs> there you go. Well, let's see if let's see if Dave can upset you. Dave, go ahead. <laughs> well, I can I can say that the strike in '94 killed Montreal. Yeah, it certainly I, did. I know. Yes. Yep, they did. Uh, the Expos had the best record that year when mm-hmm. the strike hit, and we don't know what would have happened had the strike. Oh, I hit. think I think it would have been the Expos and Yankees that year. I, I'm probably, to the, but you yeah, know, they would have had um, a new stadium, new owners. Yep, would still been in Montreal. But you know that when after the strike was over, um, we saw lots of games, and including Wrigley Field, where all all kinds of empty seats in the stands, and you didn't see that before. The strike nope. in '94. No, no. Well, not exactly. having a World Series when you when you have gone through two thirds of the year and you don't have a World Series, you know that that's a, a rough thing uh, to, to you know put on your record. And that was that was not a good day for baseball. That's for sure. 
No. Okay. Well, we have another, one more uh, big story to do with baseball. Mickey Calloway. Mickey Calloway, the former Mets uh, manager, and he's now been accused by five uh, females, uh, and maybe by email he was accused. They might have happened by email. We don't know. They probably did. Yeah. Uh, But there may be something about some emails that will come out. Anyway, uh, he is now the Angels pitching coach, but he's being accused by five uh, females of. some uh, untoward activity sexually yes. and uh, These are you know, reporters, harassment or whatever reporters. And, and uh, I guess they're both in the uh, L.A. area and in New York. Is that true? So uh, we're hearing that, that I don't know. know that I don't, that know. I don't know. But uh, in case you haven't heard, Chris, he was suspended this afternoon right, yeah. by the Angels. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, yes, these are allegations. But we do. I mean, we have to remember until all the investigations are complete. Remember, he is assumed innocent until that That's happens. Right. But it doesn't take long if these women cooperate with the angels. That's uh, correct. They'll, they'll put that yeah. stuff out there, and they, we should well, know. Well, the, the angels days. are not the ones investigating. It is MLB that is investigating. Now, okay, comparing, well. uh, comparing this to the Jared Porter situation, I know the Athletic put out stories on both, and in the Jared Porter situation, they had copies of all the pictures and texts. Uh, do have. they have such a thing in this story, or what? Go, yes. go ahead, Bill. Go yes, ahead, Bill. they do. They, they do. Okay. They, so they they do. Do. if they do, it's going to be it'll be pretty yeah. much open and shut if they have copies yeah. of everything. Yep, <laughs> they I got the so. goods. Go ahead, go ahead, Bill. I said they have the goods. Yep. Okay, uh, good. Jerry, yeah, Jerry wants to get in. Uh, Jerry, why don't you unmute yourself? There okay. you go, Jerry. Uh, the Pirates are allowing fans in Bradenton. Uh, I think uh, 25% capacity, I heard last night. Oh, yeah, so are the Cardinals, Jerry, and the Nationals, I guess. Right. So are the Red Sox. So oh, yeah, to be technical, to be technical, yeah. these municipalities in Florida are allowing the fans. The yeah, Pirates and the Red is, Sox are not allowing the fans. Now, remember, in Arizona, as far as I understand it, no fans are going to be allowed anywhere because they have a very serious COVID issue right now. And the media says uh, uh, the first spring training game will be February 28th. Now, getting back to broadcasters, getting back to broadcasters, Joe Castiglione will probably be at the ballpark because he has a place down there. So there's no reason he can't just go to the ballpark and do the game. And, you you know, and uh, other people can come down and and do what they do or do things from the studio on other days. But I think that I'm not saying he's going to travel to other parts of Florida or anything else. But uh, there are plenty of announcers who have Florida or Arizona homes if they, uh, you know, train there. Another thing, thing, Chris, with uh, broadcasters, um, I don't know the situation. I don't know who the new guy is or whatever. But they said yesterday that Mike Wilner is no longer broadcasting for the Blue Jays. Now, I don't know, you know, I oh, know he was he was last year with uh, Ben Wagner, and I thought they were pretty good. Oh, yeah. He was the uh, color man, I think, right? Ben yeah, Wagner and, and, he would do, and he would do two or three innings. Yes, he did two or three innings, scoreboards, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, sort of the host. So, yeah, that's too bad. And, okay. of course, the Angels, as far as I know, the Angels are still looking for a TV person to take over for um, – Rojas, who left, so, you know. And then the other baseball uh, note that we have to mention is Sean Doolittle will be with the Reds uh, this coming year. Uh, I don't think we have figures uh, money-wise. No, we don't. We'd been with Washington just before this and the A's before that. And uh, and, uh, we've already discussed the business about uh, what we're expecting, which is the 162 games starting on April 1st. But I think that's a pipe dream. Hopefully he will not. Well, at least, least Chris, at least, Chris, for today, 
that is going to happen because that the, is the, right. if the two sides cannot reach a deal, that will happen. Okay. Yes. Well, my thing is, but, I'm there, wondering but remember, about the remember, if they don't reach a deal, there will not be expanded playoffs. No universal DH. No runner right. second. No seven inning doubleheaders. None of nope. that. If they right. can't reach a deal. The question I have is, will owners in smaller markets where they won't be able to have fans till maybe the midsummer uh, be willing to do that? You know, if you're a team like the Red Sox or the Yankees and you own the, the broadcast uh, entity, et cetera, you want games on your air and you don't really care if the fan, you want fans there and you want your product sold uh, in the stands and your beer and all, but you, you're a lot better off than Kansas City or somebody who's just got a small well, little deal. So, Well, Kansas City and some of those, they're, those places are places that are allowed to have some more, you know, more fans than, say, some of the bigger markets. Kansas City yeah, can but, have more fans than L.A. can. Right, I know. So my, it, it happens to work, but there is, I'm sure, if we sat down and thought about it, we'd find a, a team that's sort of like both. You know, in other words, okay, so you got the big market teams like the Red Sox and Dodgers and stuff who want to play because they get it on TV, and there's that, and, and they don't care as much about not having fans, but Kansas City now aren't going to have enough fans to – you know, make it worth their while. You know, they they would not that, sign up for only five right, or ten thousand. Right, fans. that that may be that may be, but unfortunately, that, if they don't reach a deal with the players association, I guess they're going to play one hundred and sixty-two. And now, in the case of like Tampa Bay, they're going to be allowed to have more fans than they actually have at their games anyway. That's correct. Well, and uh, the mausoleum <laughs> is always empty anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Okay, so are we done with baseball? I think so. I think so. All right, so on to the NBA. So I've got the uh, standings here, and then I've got the schedule for uh, tonight, <clears throat> tonight, tomorrow. <laughs> so in the East, Philadelphia's in first place. They're doing well at 15-6. and six. Milwaukee's second at 12-8. Yeah. and eight. Brooklyn is 13-9. and nine. The Celtics are 10-8 and eight in fourth place. Indiana is 11-9 and nine in fifth. Atlanta, 10-10. and 10. Cleveland, 10 and 11. Uh, Charlotte, 10 and 11. Then we have Chicago at 8 and 11, and New York at 9 and 13. So, right now, uh, who would be those teams? Cleveland, uh, Charlotte, Chicago, and the Knicks would be in that 7 to 10 play in situation. But that would be changing all year. That's right. Toronto uh, is still 11th at 8 and 12. Uh, Orlando eight and thirteen, Miami at thirteenth spot, seven and thirteen. They're doing awful this year. Washington, I would think. I would think in the East, Toronto and Miami would be the two disappointments so the, far. They yeah. are, and the big surprise. Yeah. You know, Cleveland and the Knicks are kind of the surprises right now. And yeah. the, and the and the Bulls. And yeah, the Bulls are doing okay too. Washington at uh, four and twelve, and Detroit at five and fifteen. Yep. In the West, we have the Clippers at sixteen and five, Utah fifteen and five, Lakers at sixteen and six. Memphis moved up a lot. They were, you know, of course, it doesn't take much to move up now, but they're in no. fourth uh, going into today at nine and six. Denver twelve and eight. Phoenix eleven and eight. Golden State eleven and nine. Portland uh, ten and nine. Houston ten and nine. And San Antonio eleven and ten. So right now the play-ins would be Golden State, Portland. Uh, Houston and San Antonio. And remember, Memphis has only played 15 games. They've got tons of games to make up. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's plenty of teams that played a, a, a lot of different numbers here. Yeah. Uh, so where was I? San Antonio, did I say? I yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sacramento, 9 and 11. Oklahoma City, 8 and 11. Dallas, 8 and 13. New Orleans, 7 and 12. And Minnesota, 5 and 15. So yep. for the two, so I think schedule, we would say disappointments would probably have to be Dallas and uh, New Orleans, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. 
Tuesday schedule. And we got, as I said last week, got the Braille schedule. So I'll try to give you guys like two days worth anyway. If you want more, we have our phone uh, numbers that uh, you get from Sean and yep. you can check on that stuff uh, for scheduling and uh, XM schedules and everything else. Yep. So Tuesday, tonight, we have Memphis at Indiana at 7, Toronto at Orlando, Orlando at 7, Lakers at Brooklyn at 7.30. That's and that's Clippers. on TNT. Uh, oh, the Clippers, you're Clippers right. Clippers at Brooklyn. Yep. Uh, 7.30 TNT. Detroit at Utah, 9 o'clock. Celtics are at Golden State, 10 o'clock, and that's also on TNT. Wednesday, and the Celtics are off on a five-game West Coast trip. Wednesday, Philadelphia and Charlotte, 7 o'clock. The Clippers are at Cleveland, 7 p.m. Indiana and Milwaukee on ESPN at 7. Dallas and Atlanta, 7.30. Washington at Miami, 7.30. The Knicks are at Chicago, 8. Houston at Oklahoma City, 8 p.m. Minnesota at San Antonio, 8.30. Uh, uh, Phoenix and New Orleans, 9.30, and that's on ESPN. And the Celtics at Sacramento at 10 o'clock. So that's it for the NBA. Any NBA discussion we need to well, have? A story that I just heard like about 20 minutes before we came on. <laughs> and I guess LeBron had a little altercation oh, yeah. with a fan last night. Uh, yes, and he did the, in Atlanta. Yep. Fact, oh yeah. my! Yeah, and the audio we definitely we can't play the audio obviously oh. because it would take a lot to bleep out. But <laughs> let's just say, as LeBron said, he had an he had an altercation with a Karen. That girl, <laughs> that girl went Karen. That's the yep. easiest. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, because I was surprised that people didn't know the I term. Did, like, yeah, this Chris. is some thing that people have come up with now. Oh, yeah. They talk yeah. about Karen. Well, it's been a couple of years. The Karen thing. Karen is an old, you know, generally it's a grumpy old lady that gets an attitude when you tell her, hey, you have to do this. But this girl was far, not necessarily, not necessarily an old lady, but uh, it started out like older. But this girl is about 25 years old, and I guess... The boyfriend or the husband said something to LeBron. They were sitting at courtside, and LeBron said something back to the girl, and the girl went on this rant yelling, LeBron, you don't talk to my husband like that, bleep, 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 bleep. He's a light bulb. And she got mad because she got tossed out of the game. There was eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and then she went on. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, they both got tossed. Uh-huh. She went on Twitter saying, "Oh, so LeBron can talk, you know what, to my husband, but I can't, I can't uh, say whatever. He can't take it. He's a bleep, bleep, bleep." And, <laughs> you know, just yeah. And so uh, LeBron tweeted out, basically, I had to deal with a courtside Karen. Yeah. <laughs> said. Where was that? Yeah. Where did this happen? In Atlanta. That was in Atlanta. Not in Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. I'm, I'm, get, I'm, guessing, the, I'm guessing these were fans who had had plenty of alcoholic help. Alcoholic This girl, every other word. I mean, she was going on this morning. This Twitter came out this morning. She's still, you know, she's like, and, and what they're describing, she's a young girl next to this. And let's just say the guy, yeah, he, he outkicked his coverage. Let's just say from what I understand. <laughs> The guy yeah, but what I they also she would you know the, the the husband is I don't know it's like sixty or something she's twenty five and he's a millionaire yeah yeah and yeah oh, yeah. She's down, yeah yeah she's down to rant off with I was sitting there drinking my wine not bothering anybody and, <laughs> and, there you, you go know, she, that's a, that brings the alcohol she accused LeBron of saying some pretty nasty things, and they went back afterwards and 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 got the tape and and, and enhanced it, and and she was just out and out lying. I mean, he he called oh, her yeah. 
Oh, yeah. He called her a couple of things that weren't the greatest thing, but nothing like what she said he called them. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, I actually heard the audio. Now, the the guys took the time to put all the bleeps, and they asked the producer, said, how long did it take you to – he goes, about two hours. Yeah. <laughs> another <laughs> another NBA story, too. Jamal, if you want to start unmuting, we'll need just a second. But another NBA story, too. Apparently, there will be an All-Star game in Miami yeah. on March 7th. I thought no, they were going to use... In Atlanta. No, in Atlanta. Atlanta, is it? Yeah. Uh, Atlanta. ESPN said Miami today. No, it's Atlanta. No, I heard Atlanta. Is it Atlanta? Atlanta. Oh, well, we'll go, we'll go with that, but you know, okay. maybe they, they, they have been wrong in the past. You know, we yeah, all are once in a while. But I thought they were going to use that time to make up games that they needed to make up, which is probably well, what no, I would have done. use that on the back end. In the, in the uh, next I, I firmly believe that they should use it. Uh, matter of fact, the Warriors and Suns game they lost. Uh, they're going to make that up on March the fourth. They've already announced that. So, but I, you know, I thought for sure they'd be no All Star game. I think and, what's going to happen is they're going to give the players about a four or five day break, uh, anyway, other than the people going to the All Star event or whatever. And then right. I, I think that their their ending date is flexible. I think that's what they're going to do. And okay. Depending on what they have to make up, and, they'll push the. And they have a lot away. more space between March tenth and May sixteenth on games to do. Okay. And especially if there, especially if there's no Olympics, and or even if Japan says we're having the Olympics, but countries are going, we can't travel. I don't think they're going. They're, Olympics, they're, by the way, no, I, don't I think, think I, I don't think there's going to be Jamal. No, there's how's either. it going, they'll Jamal? Be more flexible. Oh. Go ahead, Jamal. Jamal, go ahead, Jamal. Is he unmuted yet? Uh, it's not. Oh. I thought he unmuted. Yeah, he is unmuted, Jamal. Can you hear us? Maybe not. Okay, well, he he is unmuted, so. All right. Well, that see, you're going to get to talk about basketball, Jamal. Now you're going to have to talk about hockey, because that's what we're going to start into, and that's the rule. <laughs> yeah. No, I, we're, I'm kidding. No, you can talk about whatever. Okay. All right, NHL standings. So this is the first standings. And when did we start, Robert? When was the opening day? Uh, January 13th. Okay, so about, uh, what, two, three weeks of hockey here? Yeah. So in the East... And remember, only the top four teams make the uh, playoffs. So this isn't going to be easy for some of these teams. No. Philadelphia with 15 points. Washington, 15 points. Ruins have 14 in third. Pittsburgh with uh, 11 in fourth. The teams not making the playoffs right now would be New Jersey with 10, Buffalo with 10, Islanders with 8, and the Rangers with 8. So nobody's out of it by any means right. in that division. In the north, meaning Canada, we have Toronto with 15, Montreal 14, Vancouver 12, and Winnipeg 11. Those not in the playoffs right now, Edmonton at 10, Calgary at 9, Ottawa at 3. I think that team is in trouble. Ottawa is the worst. I would think they're in trouble. Central. We have uh, This is the central that's from all over the country. It's not central at all. <laughs> no. Florida with 11. Florida. Florida, 11, Tampa Bay, 11, Columbus, 11, and Carolina, 10. Those would be in the playoffs right now. Dallas at 9, Chicago at 9, Nashville at 8, and Detroit at 6. So, yeah, Detroit's still got a little bit of a chance in the West. St. Louis, 13, (laughs) Colorado, 13, Minnesota, 12, Vegas Golden Knights, 11 would be in the playoffs. Out of the playoffs right now, the Kings at 8, Anaheim at 8, Arizona at 7, San Jose at 6. And then tonight... Now, I guess the first game is already called off, right? Yes, Buffalo and the that, Islanders. That's correct. Buffalo okay. snowed in. They couldn't fly to Long Island. And even if they could have flown to Long Island, um, 
they uh, they didn't have enough time to conduct all the tests because apparently when you're on the road, as soon as your plane lands, they meet you at the oh. airport and they give you tests. So my question is, Robert, since okay. the, didn't you mention that they're all mad because they just played New Jersey? Uh, and Yeah, they played New Jersey in Buffalo over the weekend. Saturday oh, in Buffalo. Oh, okay, that's the part I didn't know why they had to come. They should have yeah. stayed in the New York area because yeah. they knew no, the they, snowstorm they, was coming. They, they were in Buffalo. They were in so. Buffalo. Okay, yeah. Yeah. all right, that makes sense. 7 o'clock, Dallas at Columbus, New Jersey at Pittsburgh. That's also canceled at, also. That's canceled, Oh, yeah. that's right. Okay. The Devil Seven, next three games. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, let's see. 7 o'clock is Vancouver and Montreal, yep. Arizona and St. Louis. Yep. 8, o'clock, 8 o'clock, we have Calgary at Winnipeg. Also at 8, we have Carolina at Chicago. Yep. Minnesota at Col- uh, Colorado. 8.30 yep. is Anaheim and the... Uh, no, I'm sorry, a 10, Anaheim and uh, the King, and then Ottawa and Edmonton is also a 10. So that's correct. That's your NHL schedule. We had a couple of uh, retirement and a resignation here in the NHL. Jimmy Howard, the Detroit goaltender, retired. But apparently uh, Jim Rutherford, the d- general manager from Pittsburgh, resigned. Apparently there's some kind of, phys- uh, you know, psych- whatever, philosophical uh, disagreement. I uh, have a feeling on. it was over why. money, and, and he uh, – uh, because his contract was going to be up at the end of the season, and um, I, you know, I, I, I think what happened there is they just couldn't agree, and he decided just to walk away. Okay, so, uh, but he led him to a couple of Stanley Cups as GM, and you yep. know, been with the team a long time, and this will certainly be in their Hall of Fame or whatever. Yeah, he's got three, uh, three Stanley Cups. He got one in Carolina and two in Pittsburgh. So right, right, yeah. and he was their goalie for a while and everything else. So yep. you know, certainly well thought of guy there. Okay, so I guess that's it for hockey. As let's far as let's I know. try Jamal one more time. Jamal, are you still there? Uh, okay, Jamal, Jamal is. He must have audio issues. Yeah. 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 Okay. Chris, I had a question on hockey. Do, okay. do you know how the how the playoffs? I mean, I I realize they're going to stay in the division for the first right. playoffs. Do you know how it works after that? I mean, okay, uh, Rick. The first two rounds of the playoffs this year will be all division stuff. Right. right. One and after, four and two and three. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, um, I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of bubble. Because uh, you know, because it gets oh, down four teams, yeah. it'll 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 because get down Canada. like the final four. So I'm assuming it'll be somewhere in Canada, like probably Edmonton yeah. or Toronto or someplace, and then they'll play the the final, the yeah. uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference. No, no, final no. There's no conferences. Not, okay, this is this is what well, where people you know, get go yeah, off. This the is track. what I yeah. yeah. This is where people get off the tracks. No, yeah. there won't be any conferences. What I think they will do, and nobody's made unless you've heard this, Robert. When I say this, it rings uh, a bell. Okay, but uh, okay. My guess is that they will seed them one through four, whoever the division winners are. Because remember, you could have all four champions or a fourth-place team. And I don't mean how they finish. I mean the number of points they got. Just use their points, right. seed them one through four, have one oh, play yeah. four and two play three. Because right. you don't – in other than the East Division, which is all uh, Eastern Conference teams, the other ones are interconference divisions, basically. All of Canada right. is, and I, all yep. the other ones I think are. Well, too. the West is all Western Conference. The West is all West, yeah. too. Yeah. But there's no conferences. So I think what you're going to see is one and four play and two and three play in right. the semifinals, and yeah. then the finals will be the winners of that. And I think, I, I think okay, that's, that's how it'll go. I haven't heard anything different, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's what, what I was you... wondering, because I heard a question on a sports show this afternoon. Well, not a question, but they were saying that the way the playoffs are set up, it was possible this year that the Bruins could end up playing Montreal in the finals. Correct. Oh, Correct. it is yeah. possible, yeah. yes. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. It should be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. But yep. anyway, okay. So I think we might be ready for our poll question. 
Oh, was Jamal? Uh, was Jamal trying to talk during that? I thought maybe he was trying. No. Jamal, I think Jamal just called back in. So he Jamal, if you want to raise your, if you want to raise your hand again, go ahead, Jamal, and then and you while go. You're now, doing now that, go I'll ahead and you. hit the star six, Jamal, and unmute. We'll give yeah. him just a second here. Can you hear me now? Ah, yeah. I hear you, Jamal. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the hell happened, but anyway, I was saying some stuff. I'm glad you probably didn't hear it. I was <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's not all but, bad, is it, Jamal? No. Nope. But anyway, but anyway, with with all that being said, I want to talk about talk about a couple of things. First of all, about the Super Bowl. I think it's gonna the Super Bowl is gonna look more like the regular season game that Kansas City and Tampa Bay played. What was the final score? Like 28-24? 27, 24. 27, 24. 27, 24. But I think that a lot, and the only reason the Bucks lost that game is because of the fact that uh, they turned the ball they turned the ball over three times. I think if they could stay away from turnovers, it's going to look a lot like that game. But I think, but one surprising the least, if uh, Brady has one more bit of magic, but if they turn the ball over, then it might be Mister Mahomes. So it, it all depends on how who gets the turnovers and what have you. And as for baseball, I find it interesting that Chris Archer gets re-signed by Tampa Bay. I'm surprised the Cubs or even the White Sox didn't try to make a play for Mr. Archer. I didn't even know the guy was a free agent. And The Cubs were interested for, uh, in him, Jamal. Oh, they were? Okay. The, the name Josh Heupel. Yep. Now, did he play – where have I heard that name before other than the coach? Quarterback in Missouri. Missouri. Quarterback in Missouri. When, when was he quarterback in Missouri? Uh, a few years ago. Late uh, a few years ago. I think he was in the NFL, too. Uh, just didn't play well, much. I think I, it was early uh, to mid-2000s. It was the first decade of 2000. Sometimes he was there. Uh, uh, and, it, and you're right, Sean. Tennessee is... Yeah. Train wreck. That's right. I think Jamal just had a dream again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think he's gone. I think we are yeah, now ready for the poll question. Yeah. Yeah, and well, that leads us all this leads us back into your favorite Super Bowl memories. Call in six four six eight six six ninety nine twenty three two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. Hit the pound key twice. Uh, like I said, it can be uh, games themselves, things around the game. Because uh, there's been some interesting events that happened around some games or involved. Not necessarily, you know, maybe funny stories that you were at a Super Bowl party and you saw a crazy drunk fan of a team who. And was a little upset because he didn't he didn't get his points on a square or something. You never know. <laughs> you know, uh, wardrobe malfunctions. There's all of them. You know, hey, whatever memories you have, come on okay. in with them. So we'll start off with Chris. Okay. Well, of course, I remember all 55 of them as, as Rick. But, you know, so we're there's going to be – they used to have a thing. And I remember uh, – I don't know when they had to stop it, when everybody was no longer available. But I know Will McDonough and Ron Hobson were two of the charter members from the Super Bowls, and they all – all the charter member uh, writers would get together and maybe other media people that covered all the Super Bowls. And uh, they, they went well into the 90s with it. And Ron Hobson from the Patriot Ledger and, of course, Will McDonough from the Globe. And, of course, they're no longer around now. But uh, so I remember them all. And the first one, of course, that was cool because it was on CBS and NBC, both radio and TV with different crews. You could pick the crew you wanted and, you know, uh, and I was a big uh, AFL fan, of course, so I certainly wanted the Chiefs to beat the Packers. Super Bowl three finally got their wish with the Jets beating the uh, 
beating the Colts. And uh, that was supposed to be such a, uh, you know, I, I really didn't have much uh, thought that the Jets could do that. But they did. Uh, let's see. What what else we got? Oh, of course, the Patriots appearances. Just to be there in Super Bowl uh, twenty, even though the Bears killed them 46-10. to 10, Just so exciting, those two weeks leading up to that. And then uh, also in 97, the uh, uh what was his name? Howard. I can't think of his first name. Desmond uh, Howard. Desmond That's Howard. Howard game. Yeah. 35-21. The Packers beat the Patriots. But then finally they got the win in, uh, in uh, you know, Super Bowl against the Rams that Barry doesn't like to talk about. And then off uh, they went with Brady and so forth. And, and just, you know, uh, just a lot of fun. We used to spend a lot of, went over to Rick's house a lot of times with Super Bowls. He'd come over here uh, with other friends of ours and just had a lot of fun. I, I, did, I can't think what happened, but there was uh, some story where this goofy guy that we knew, this guy, Bob said, oh, nothing can happen now. Our friend Charlie had a bet on something, and then there was a fumble and messed the whole bet up or something. I don't remember the whole story. No. But anyway, Rick can tell his famous Super Bowl 25 story, and so why don't we lead into Rick right now, and he can yeah, do that. Rick. Well, I got a few Super Bowl stories. <laughs> Starting chronologically with Super Bowl 20, the one Chris was talking about with the Patriots, and like he said, we we usually came over to my house to watch the Super Bowl, but since the Patriots were in it, we went over to Chris's house for that game. Now, of course, Chris is a big Patriots fan. I'm a Giants fan. My son was with me, and of course, surprisingly, he's a Giants fan, too. So we got to Chris's house, we knock on the door, and he answers the door, and and my son and I start singing, we're not here to cause any trouble. We're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) That Bears thing. And then uh, the next year, when the Giants were in their first Super Bowl, I had a Super Bowl party the night before. Yep. where I had a, I had a cake in the shape and and looking like a giant's helmet. I had a um I had I served uh, giant's blue, uh, blue uh, shaded punch to people. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day we we rented a, oh, a large screen. He played uh, uh, football in the back. The uh, giants. Highlights in the background that he had recorded. Oh, that's right. Yeah, party. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were in the whole party. Yeah, and. Um, and uh, the next, we, for the game, we we uh, rented a large screen TV, which back then wasn't that common. You, know? and I had the uh, I had the record player all all tuned up for when the Giants won with Queen on there. We are the champions of the world. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, and then in twenty uh, Super Bowl twenty five with Buffalo, I had um we were over my house and and I was sitting. I sat in a chair next to the TV to the left of the TV because that's the best way I can see it. Um, and then Chris and a few other friends were on the on the couch across the way. And when Norwood missed that field goal at the end of the game, I just took a dive into the couch like it was a mosh pit, and I almost <laughs> hyperventilated. It was crazy. Yeah. And then right. one other Super Bowl Forty Two. You know the Patriots and the Giants and the Patriots are eighteen zero. Um, now I I run a I run a, a vending stand. A coffee shop and of course they're all Patriots fans there and, and for the whole week before the game you know they're giving me a hard time you know the Patriots are going to kill the Giants and actually I thought they were too but I said before the game you know the, the week before the game I'll tell you what if if the Giants win the game the next day I will have the, the, the price of coffee in the stand here the large cup of coffee will be the Giants score and the small cup will be the Patriots score because I thought there was no way the Giants were going to win. And if, and if they did somehow win, I figured it would be a high-scoring game because the last game of the season they played them and it was 38-35. Yeah. to 35. That's right. So Yeah, so of course the Giants win 17-14. to 14. So Monday I'm selling coffees for 17 cents and 14 cents a cup. <laughs> and, the, uh, and the crazy thing is they um, it, it's weird how people react. When I did that, just about half the people said, well, this is pretty cool. You're a good sport. And the other half of the people said, boy, you really know how to rub it in. Which I didn't think I was rubbing it in at all. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. 
Well, Rick, was that the football you had what, the flu what, too, or the other? Was that the next one what, after that that you had the that? flu? No, oh, the, oh, that's right. I had the flu for that, and I had the flu for that game, forty-two, and and you know, like you say, I thought the the Patriots are going to kill them, so I I didn't even feel like watching. I said, well, I'll watch a little bit, but you know, it's not getting out of hand. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to bed. I feel terrible, but I never did not go into <laughs> go. I watched the no. whole game, no. and the only the only regret I, I regret I have about that game was I. I thought of doing it before, but again, I didn't think the Giants had a chance, and I wish I had. Instead, I did wear uh, my Eli Manning shirt into work the next day, but I wish I had. I wanted to design a T-shirt that said, 18 wins and one giant loss. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been good. So that's that's my memories. Well, remember the one thing that uh, <laughs> Brady has going for him, if you only lose the Super Bowls to NFC East teams, and he's not playing one. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So who's next? Uh, Robert. We'll go Perry. Go Perry. Well, mine is, mine is a is a pretty funny one. It was the not the year the the Rams played the Patriots. Obviously, I didn't consider that finish very funny. But the year before <laughs> that, when the Rams beat the Titans, yeah. it was pretty good because the Rams were up. The Titans came back to tie it, and then um, the Rams went ahead. And then all of a sudden, here goes this guy running down the field and. My wife thought must have thought I was pretty stupid because I'm doing this. She calls it a dweeb dance is what she calls it. <laughs> and, uh, this guy's running. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Finally, they hit him with the one yard line yeah, and preserved yeah. the win. And my poor guide dog was looking at me. He must have thought I was totally out of whack. But, <laughs> but uh, they won the game, obviously. With, that with was stopping one of the, first the guy, really good the, games, you know, it but, really was. And yeah. I mean, the next year was a good game. Yes, I just didn't like the way it was that it finished. <laughs> yeah, but that one was that was priceless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had such bad games for such a long time, and yeah, we, we did. Lately. Yeah, yeah, because it clear through. I mean, even through the eighties, and I, you know, I remember a lot of those. Those were all blowouts. Yeah, but well, we had well, the one game. 90, a lot of the nineties were too. Super Bowl, yeah, Super Bowl uh, five. The Colts and the uh, Cowboys, that was a three-point, you know, a field goal at the end of the game, sure. yep. which people yeah. forget. You know, people don't even remember that game anymore. And no. then 91 was that Giants game that Rick was talking about. But then pretty yeah. much through the 90s, we're, we're kind of, you knew uh, pretty early on who was going to win the game until we got to that Ram and then really started on that first Ram Super Bowl and then uh, had the blowout with the Ravens over the uh, Giants. But then we got those, clo- all the clo- all the Patriots wins were close and the yep. Patriots losses yep. were close and that was half the Super Bowl. So there you go. Yep. I wish I had a picture of that in my living room, of me in the living room. They got, that would Everybody would think that was hilarious. Okay, Robert. Uh, well, uh, all my, all my uh, highlights happened uh, either in the 70s or 80s with the Raiders. But, of course, uh, um, I'll never forget beating the Vikings in Super Bowl XI. That was our first title, and we've been trying to get it for years. And, and uh but I think the best Super Bowl game that we played was uh, in New Orleans against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 27-17, but uh, Rod Martin had three interceptions that day. And, of course, nobody else has done that in a Super Bowl since. And, uh, not not the same player. And, of course, I think he should have got MVP, but they gave it to Jim Plunkett. Um, and, of course, uh, I'll never forget Marcus Allen against the Redskins mm-hmm. taking off for 75 yards and and basically putting the Redskins out of their misery. Ronald so. Reagan said that that should be our new secret weapon would be Marcus Allen. I yeah, that. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> but what happened during that, that, that year, during the Super Bowl year. game, that uh, Super Bowl uh, 15, what, what happened that day, Robert? Um, well, uh, let's see. 
Um, important. Yeah, let me. Um, I'm trying the to think of. Hostages got back to the United oh, that, States. Oh, that's yeah. right. That that was the they, the hostages were were released. That's well, they had yeah. been released on Tuesday on the on inauguration day, but right. they landed in this country on on the Sunday. Okay, so yeah, that's right. Because uh, I think they made a big. If I remember right, they they talked about that during halftime, right? Yeah, they did. Okay. Yep. That, yeah. That's just remember after one one of the red the other red the Redskins Raiders in '83. I think that's when the A team debuted after the Super Bowl. That that's correct, Sean. That was the night they debuted. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah, the debuted the A team after the Redskins Raiders. I remember that. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so. I remember when Fox didn't have the Super Bowl, and they they put on what they do, Rick. They put on the Simpsons, didn't they? Opposite that, yeah, Simpsons show? marathon. Yeah. You know what, yeah. they, you know what they did? Fox didn't have what Fox did at halftime of the Super Bowl one year. They did a live version of In Living Color. In Living Color, yeah. Oh yeah, that's they right. They did a live In Living Color, and as a, one of their skits with the men, the two game they had men on football, and so they you could flip over at halftime instead of watching the halftime show, and that started a trend because. A lot of networks started doing this. Hey, at halftime, we're going to show this. So Fox started that. And this is, this is right before Fox got football. This is mm-hmm. like the year before. This is the year before they got football. And this is how they kind of launched that they were going to have football the next year when Fox right. did that with the living color. Yep. No, you know, and Chris, you were, go ahead, Rick. Chris, you, were, you reminded me, Chris, about when you were talking about the hostages. A memory from Super Bowl twenty five was Dan Rather breaking in with missiles being fired over Kuwait. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Whitney Houston singing the national anthem. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. That was something. Too. How about uh, yep. Bill? Favorite memories oh, of... Robert done? Robert yeah, I'm done. done. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. okay, good, Bill. Um, I'm with... Chris and Rick, I've been around for all 55 of the <laughs> Super Bowls. So I, I remember them quite well, except I'm going to highlight uh, uh, the Colts. What was it, 2006? Is that the year they were? Oh, yeah, it was 2007. Yeah, they beat the Bears, came back in the second half, and Pretty yep. well dominated, and the My, weather conditions were terrible. And that was the and that was the first time we saw two black coaches, head coaches, take on each other in the Super Bowl. I believe. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that yeah, Tony Dundee and, um, and Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith. Lovey yep. Smith. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Tony Tony Dungey was so well thought of in Indianapolis that it wouldn't have made a difference if he had been green or what color he was. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, no, I, no, I'm yeah, not. That yeah, I know. Yeah, I was just pointing out that was a yeah. historical. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would bet, though, he probably still is. He yeah, is. Yeah, he is. And I think one of the all-time lows was the – and I'll talk quick because we got four hands. Was the when we lost to New Orleans, and yeah. the other one that I that stands out in my memory was one of the Rams when they won the Super Bowl. Very very good game, and I also remember when Peyton Manning with Denver came back and won that. Super Bowl when he was hurt all year and came back yep. and just played OB in Carolina, yeah, yep. yeah, an outstanding yeah. game. So that's it. All right. Well, for me, uh, yep. For me, uh, of course, you know, I really started remembering Super Bowls about seventy eight, seventy nine on. But my dad always, hit, you know, but him and a bunch of coaches, we lived in this little town, Harrisburg, Missouri, about two hundred people. But they went over to this little bar in the next town over after they played golf, and so the owner had, would have Super Bowl party for the regulars, but of course I couldn't go, 
because I was seven, eight years old. Yep. So I was home watching it by myself or whatever, listening already because my mom would have watched. But we had moved to Louisiana, and that Super Bowl in '82 was the '81 season. Cincinnati, San Francisco. I remember that because that was like the first Super Bowl I really sat down and I can remember sitting down and watching with my dad. And I remember like that said, was the one in Detroit. Yep. yep. Yeah, the one in Detroit. And I remember what like I said in '83 when the you know next year with the A team debuting. I remember '88, uh, you know, with Wonder Years debuting, which Craig Way brought up a night an interesting stat. The Wonder Years debuted in '88. They looked at they looked at 1968. You'd have a show deal you know, with a flashback to '68. If you had a show that debuted today. They'd be looking back at 2001, which because mm, the one yeah. years was full. But anyway, that's just a side note. But I remember all that. Uh, I just remember 1986, the, the Bears, Patriots, and the yeah. way I remember that one was I was sitting there. We were went, went, this guy coached with my dad, and they rode to work together. They lived about half mile. Uh, he lived a few blocks from us, so he had us over for a Super Bowl party and had a few. I just remember a bunch of drunk coaches throwing things because Walter Payton didn't get to score a touchdown, and they let William Perry and my dad. Yeah, that's right. That was really big. Seeing a bunch of drunk football coaches yelling, and then of course I remember certain things like. I mean, Bud Bowl, where they had the Buds and the Bud oh, Lights yeah. playing football. Yep. And then, two, then 2004, uh, the wardrobe malfunction Super Bowl. Uh, I, had a guy, I eventually ended up renting a room from him and his wife for a couple of years. But we're, he had gotten tickets to Houston, to the Super Bowl. And we're sitting there as Patriots. We're all watching going, we're going to see him rush the field. We're all like, taking bets. But those are some of my fun Super Bowls. Well, I, I remember the other thing that people forget that, uh, that day was – Nobody really knew at the time. People heard about it after the game, or yeah. uh, we didn't have Twitter yet about the wardrobe malfunction. Not everybody saw it. You know, it was kind of quick. And he didn't some, see it. And he was at the game. Right. He, he was there. So, and he never saw. And it. I don't think Gil Santos saw it because I remember during <laughs> right after that there was a guy that went streaking on the field, and, and Gil, I just remember Gil saying, "Boy, I bet his mother's really proud." <laughs> no, nobody saw it, but it somehow came out later because he. I asked Roger because he's from Massachusetts, but he was no here for the guy that I, you know, that was up there. I said, did you even, he goes, no, we didn't see it. Yeah. I, I know CBS no. had to pay a hefty fine because of that. Well, that's so, why everything's on delay now. Yeah. Yep. You know, any live event. We do have, a, we do have four delay. hands. Yeah, we got to get to our hands. So we're going to go in this order, and when the person before you un, uh, starts talking, then you sh you can start to unmute. So Jamal is first. Then it'll be Dave, then Jerry, then Pierre. So we're going to go in that order. So Jamal, if you want to go ahead, yep. And then Dave, if you oh. want to get ready, and then uh, Jerry when Dave starts talking, and then Pierre when Jerry starts. I, I have a I have a few Super Bowl memories. I'll make them quick. The number twenty was number one, of course. The Bears' absolute destruction of the New England Patriots. Sorry, Chris. Their comeback, hey, their the, comeback victory. Remember, the Patriots are ahead three to nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a destruction. Also, another another Super Bowl memory happened. Uh, the, the Super Bowl with the Rams and Tennessee. Yep. I was at a National Federation of Blind Washington seminar in a hotel room eating dinner watching that game and I remember the ending of that game. Also the also the uh Terry field goal against Carolina as well as well as the uh the Giants Super Bowl win over the Patriots. I think it was the O eight, oh nine one where I was in a football contest and I picked the Giants but 
I fell just short of getting in the money because I was like one point off. Or yeah, it was 708 was the Giants Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and then, and then, and then there was a, one more memory that happened. I was at a Super Bowl party back in 07. Now, I'm going to mention this because the party is no longer with us, unfortunately. A few of us were watching or outside, and then we somehow got locked out of my friend's apartment. Well, an individual with vision saw what, was, saw what happened, and let's just say that some adult action was going on on <laughs> a uh, on a, a on a uh, on a air mattress, and they and <laughs> we were actually locked out of the, locked outside for a few minutes. Okay, okay, okay. Dave, 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 I don't know if you can top that one. <laughs> it's good delays and bad delays tomorrow, you know. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I'm, uh, some memories here for me. Uh, uh, some disappointing, but uh, well, let's see here. Wide right. Uh, that's one of the. God, no, yeah, because right. Dave is a Bills fan. Yeah, Dave is so, yeah, Bills fan. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wide right. You know that that hits home. Hit, hits home with me every year. Uh, with, with Scott Norwood. Um, uh, let's see. Um, the Giants uh, win over the Patriots the first time. Uh, it was a disappointment, not because I wanted the Giants to lose or, or anything like that, but I want somebody, and I, I hope somebody some year is uh, going to equal the 72 Dolphins' perfect record. I know somebody will do it. It's just when will that happen? Yeah. Actually, they won't. They'll, they'll surpass it to get they'll the season. Well, it now. Yeah. Yeah. and actually, yeah. the Patriots technically did because they were eighteen and zero. But I mean, yeah, you guys didn't right. take it all the way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, and then um, I remember. Now I can't remember which uh, Super Bowl number it was, but the power outage. Uh, oh yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore, the Hardball yes. Bowl, and uh, that game was going back and forth. Um, you know, Leanne and I, we talk about how Beyonce is to blame for this power outage. <laughs> Poor Beyonce, but yeah, I, I remember remember that. And uh, I do remember vaguely the uh, first ever interview with the president, uh, with the Raiders and Redskins, when, when the Raiders won that in 84. Oh, yep, mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were the L.A. Raiders. That yeah, year, that year um, if I remember, I think the Rams and, and the Redskins were in the NFC game championship. I think so, yeah. I think they and were. I was actually really hoping that you were going to see two Los Angeles teams going at it in the <laughs> Super Bowl that year. And it was kind of disappointing that the Redskins. Yeah, I don't know. But I think I think I thought that the yeah, Redskins to get there beat the 49ers. But the yeah, well, I can't remember. It's been too long ago. I, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. No, I thought I it was the 49ers. Rams. It yeah, could have been. But but the thing, when did they stop? When did they change it? It used to be because that that was after the game. Like I said, Reagan said something about. Uh, but apparently there were logistical problems. They used to do it after the game. Now I know that they have a sit down with the whoever the whoever sits down. Like I've, I'm sure Biden will do a thing as Trump did and Obama did. They now the do game. it in the pregame show. Yeah, right. Who usually interviews? Is it a political person or is it the play by play guy? Or? You, no, it's usually somebody from their news. Yeah. 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 ye
So okay. whoever, I think it's yeah. what CBS is here, so it's probably Nora O'Donnell if I were to It'll probably yeah. Nora O'Donnell, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm wondering or what Scott time that'll be on. I'd like to watch that this year. Well, uh, it should, should be on uh, CBS, Chris. I know yeah, what rem- time. Yeah. Remember, um, usually, usually it's, if it, they do it the way they have in the past, it's about 4 o'clock your time. Okay. Well, yeah, they, they do it early on in the show. Jerry, yeah, Jerry come on in, Jerry. It's normally like a four-hour pregame show. So I know. I know. <laughs> hey, Jerry. Okay, uh, a lot of Super Bowler. Uh, well, I go back to Super Bowl. Oh, you've been around for all fifty-five as well, Jerry. Yes, you have. have. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, Super Bowl one. I. I remember my dad. Well, he was skeptical, you know, about the AFL. You know, he was glad the Packers won, and uh, that was really the first time he saw an AFL team because he. Uh, that was kind of a, a thing that I did on my brothers and my portable television. He. He compared the uh, – he, he wasn't impressed with the AFL. As a lot of people weren't in Philadelphia. You know, there was nobody but the NFL and, and all that kind of stuff. But he watched the Super Bowl with me. And even though, even though uh, Kansas City lost to Green Bay, I remember he made a statement. He said to me, you know, in about two or three years, I'll bet you one of these AFL teams is going to win it. And, of mm-hmm. course, he passed on. Right. got to see the right. New York Jets win. Yeah. Now, I'll always remember that. And mm-hmm. here's one you guys didn't bring up. Uh, how about that game with Atlanta and the Patriots a few oh, years ago? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. yeah oh, I remember that one. 28-3. Yeah. Yep. That, and then 34-28. Uh, that was, what, was something like almost 11 o'clock at night when that got over? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, was, it was pretty late. It was at, at least 10.30. And, yeah, yeah, it was, you know, the greatest comeback or the greatest blowing of a game, which depends on who you are, I guess. And, and it's the only Super Bowl that's ever went into overtime, so yeah. Oh, and how about Malcolm yeah. Butler's uh, interception against the Seahawks? Yeah. That was yep. quite a dramatic thing, uh-huh. too. Yeah, how about that? And, and they and, should have given the ball to Marshawn Lynch. And CBS yes. had it that year, too, if I remember right, because that was, what, three years ago? No, NBC had the Marshawn Lynch. Oh, NBC had it. It was two years yeah. ago. That's right. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no way. No, yeah, no, this was, yeah, the, the Butler thing was in 2015, 14, 15. That was, yeah, that was yeah. the Atlanta was. The Atlanta was CBS or Fox. Yeah, that was the last time CBS had it, and then because yep. I remember they had a show that was going to debut, and they still debuted it. Right. <laughs> any more? Any other ones, Jerry, or is that it? Yeah, well, okay, uh, just a couple more. Oh, a television question. Sure, you're the television guy. After one of the Super Bowls, wasn't there some show, or was it after the Olympics? It was about a blind attorney that premiered. That was after the Winter Olympics in 2014. That was a sitcom, uh, Growing Up Fisher. It was about a kid whose dad was blind and his mom was sighted, but he was seeing how his dad, a blind person, operated and worked, but he was seeing it through the 11-year-old kid's eyes. It was called Growing Up Fisher. That, oh, yeah. that was after the closing ceremonies of the 2014 Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next up, one more comment, of course. I was thrilled when the Eagles won. Of course you were. And, yeah. uh, I converted everybody to the Eagles. Where we were, they didn't know how they, what they, uh, I was imitating Merle Reese all through it, and Judy's not into Merle Reese. And every time the Eagles, score, I got my voice up there. <laughs> and everybody, and then I got the whole crowd of church people getting into this. Uh, you mean they already didn't hate the Patriots, that they didn't want to root for the Eagles already? <laughs> yeah, how about Pittsburgh? that? Yeah, How'd yeah. that happen? I don't know, but we converted them at the end. They were happy for me. I remember another TV thing, and I actually watched this because I don't think I watched the show very much. Archie's Place. 
And after the Super Bowl between Denver and Dallas, he had a robbery. You remember that? Oh, yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, well, yeah that was it. I switched over from all of the family to Archie Bunker's place because he doesn't have the show. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and they were all standing there, and they said, okay, you have to count. Uh, the crooks say one yeah. Mr. They're all standing there. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll bet, uh, Pierre, what, I'll bet yours, one of them is going to be 2009. Would that be correct? 2009 yes. 10, yep. Yeah. yeah, right. But uh, I've only missed one Super Bowl in my life. I've seen every Super Bowl except uh, in 69, we had, we had Hurricane Camille. Well, yep, damage, I remember that. Yeah, the I've damage, been told about it. The, uh, yeah. the, uh, da- yeah, you'll remember. Yeah, the uh, damage was so bad that they were sending crews down there to. Um, I remember the uh, Teamsters Union then, and uh, uh, so uh, in. Uh, I was so looking forward to that Super Bowl, and we get a call three days before the Super Bowl. Y'all are going down to. South Louisiana to build houses for <laughs> So that was the only Super Bowl I never got to see. So is this the one that the with the uh the Chiefs and the Vikings or was No, that was with, the Jets and the Colts. Or the Jets. Well, yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure if he yeah. meant the Super Bowl in sixty nine or that took place uh, in sixty nine or seventy. Right. Uh, Which one? It, it, it was the Jets and the Colts. Okay. Yeah. So and, Camille uh, had been so the Camille uh, hurricane had been in sixty eight, is that the case? No, no. No, uh, it was in sixty nine. But the, wait, the Super Bowl's in January, and the hurricane would have been in the summer. Right. In August. It was in August. And, yeah, uh, 68 or 69. 69. 69. But the Super Bowl after that would have been the one in 70 in New Orleans. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's the one I'm talking about. That's the, oh, that's so that the would Chiefs be, and the Vikings. That would be the Chiefs and the Vikings. Right, right, right. But I want okay. to see that game. I want to see that game. At, yeah, because it was at the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Right. And, that Super Bowl was played there. And they put us on Greyhound buses and sent us down to South Louisiana. Nah, that's too bad. And, uh, but but the one, but my number one Super Bowl memory is when the Saints took the lead in the in the Super Bowl in 2010, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, they they kicked off to uh, Manning. All uh, all all he had to do was drive down the field, kick the extra point, and they would win the game. And when I was like Perry with with his dance, when Tracy Porter intercepted that pass and took right. it all the way home, I was doing mm-hmm. one of the Perry dances. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. And, and, Good uh, thing. Uh, Hold on. Go ahead, Pierre. And Tracy Porter actually set that up because in the huddle he said, I want y'all to lay off this guy just a little bit, make him think he's open, where Peyton will throw him the ball and I'm going to intercept it. And he did. Mm-hmm. Good for him. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got thinking. I got thinking now. I have, probably have something that never happened from Super Bowls in, well, 81, the 80 season, 81, 82, 83. I saw three Super Bowls in three different states Oakland, Philadelphia, uh, 
then Cincinnati, San Francisco, and then Washington, Miami, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. Well, when your family's in the witness protection program, it's not going to happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Missouri, Louisiana, and Texas. Yeah, yep, there right. you go. In three different states in three years in a row. Uh-huh. You, know, the, you know, the listeners should be happy tonight. We're really running late, Chris, but we've had a lot of good discussion tonight. Well, yeah. it's time for even more to tune in because we're doing the deaths, and we know how popular <laughs> they are. Okay. We got Gene McDowell, 80 years old, a coach, uh, an assistant. He was an assistant coach at, at Kansas State. From seventy to seventy-three, Florida State seventy-four to eighty-four, and head at UCF from eighty-five to ninety-seven, and his record there was eighty-six and sixty-one, and he died of leukemia. We have Ron Johnson, which who Rick was talking about last week, sixty-four years old, pretty uh, young. He died from COVID nineteen. Uh, he played uh, and for Kansas City in eighty-two, uh, two games, nine games for the Royals in eighty-three five games for Montreal in 84. He only hit uh, 261 in his career, 12 hits, two home uh, and two RBIs, no home runs. Then he started to be in the minor in the minors. He was there from 77 through 85. He started coaching in Kansas City system 85 through 91 and then managed for the Royals organization from 92 through 99. Then the Red Sox, uh, he was managing in the farm system from uh, 2000 through 2009. I know he was at Pawtucket a lot. First base coach for the Red Sox in 10 and 11. That's one of those things that people finally do for somebody. We had a guy, Eddie Papowski, same kind of thing. They look at them and they say, you know, they need some uh, pension money. So, you know, being on a co- uh, coaching uh, for a team will get you a little bit of money. So I think that's something the organization did for him, put him in as first base coach the last two years with Terry Francona. Then he went, uh, he was managed in the Baltimore system from 12 through 18. And then, uh, and let's see, uh, and then as a minor league manager, he was 1752 and 1770. So there you go. Yep. Paul Foytak, 90 years old. Do you remember him, Rick? You might just remember no. him. 90 no. years old. <laughs> it's for the Tigers from 53 and 53 and then probably when the service. Well, it could have been going back to the minors. Then he pitched for the Tigers from 55 through 63 and the Angels, 63 and 64, and in Japan in 65. His record was 86 and 87, 4.14 ERA, 27. Uh, oh, well, that's not right. It says 27 strikeouts. Well, you have some, some number of strikeouts. Uh, let's see. And he, on, on 731-63, he was the first pitcher to uh, give up four homers in a row on, until Chase Wright did it in 422-07 uh, when the, uh, you know, when the Red Sox hit the four home runs against the Yankees that Sunday night game. So I, it doesn't say what team uh, got him for those four in a row, Foytak, but he was, you know, 500 pitcher. That's what he, you see there. Uh, Dick Smith, 94, Pittsburgh. Uh, he didn't play a lot uh, for the Pirates. He was there from 51 through 55. Uh, and let's see, he was a third baseman. Uh, he played in 70 games. He had 134, 25 hits and 11 RBIs. And he had, uh, he was in the minors from 49 through 60. 60, and then Masters in phys ed after that, and then from 61 through 86, he was at Penn State, and he worked at, uh, he did sports science, and was a Penn State assistant baseball coach, so that that was his big career, was actually coaching in college, and then uh, we have John Chaney, and of course, we all remember him, he played for, he was 89 years old, Bethune-Cookman, he played 51 through 55, then, uh, let's see, he had uh, 
two teams in the ES, uh, ES, EPS, EPBL, Eastern Professional Basketball League, in uh, 55 and 56. Then in junior high, he coached in high school from uh, 63 through 72. Then uh, college head coach at Cheney State. Yes, he did. From uh, uh, Spelled differently. Division two, 72 through 82. And then from Temple, he coached there from 82 through 06. He record, recorded Temple at 740. Uh, no, his college record overall was 741 and 312. And 225 and 59 at uh, Cheney State, and 516 and 253 for Temple, and then uh, he won the division. The, yeah, the, him and him and Calipari going at it. Yes. Oh yes, oh, oh, they almost went about. to fists. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we had that on our phone system a couple of days ago, and um, yeah. you know, Dave, David USF found it, and it was really cool. It happened in '94, yep. of course, and that was when uh, you know Calipari was uh, cheating with everybody and all that stuff, yeah. and, and uh, Cheney. Apparently, what had happened was that they got it going, as they explained it, was that he uh, Cheney saw Carol Perry talking to the officials, and Cheney thought that he'd been ripped off. This was at the Mullen Center in, at UMass, and Cheney thought that he'd been ripped off by the calls, and that he thought Carol Perry was giving those guys a hard time, even at that. It was pretty even in fouls because they did the uh, they played Mike Tirico's uh, uh, story on it from uh, the Sports Center, and right. then you heard Cheney, you know, going after him and all that stuff. <laughs> So Cheney got kind of crazy towards the end. He had a couple of times where he had um, uh, players deliberately foul people, and one guy he, they fouled for St. Joseph's and broke his arm, yep. and so he suspended himself, self-suspended, and then the team set him out for a while. He was the in the, went to the uh, league tournament. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. So he was a Cheney State the Division uh, Two champions in '78. He went to the term, tournament 17 times with Temple. Five elite eights. He never made the final four. Never made the he final had, four yet. He had eight A-10 uh, regular season championships and six eight A-10 tournament championships. And he was the Division Two Coach of the Year in 78 and the A-10 Coach of the uh, – five-time Coach of the Year for the A-10. Uh, a Naismith Hall of Fame in 2001 and the College, ba- College Basketball Hall of Fame, I think, in 86. He was 89 and then uh, he retired 313-06 after – uh, those hard fouls that I talked about, and uh, yeah. in the last couple of years, he didn't. He coached less than he coached. Uh, you know, there were more games than he coached uh, those yeah, last right. couple of years. So, yeah. kind of went down in a in a slow uh, fall there. Dick Callahan, eighty well, years old. Chris, just just a second, Chris. Dick, if you want to unmute as soon as Chris is done, we'll get right to you. Okay, so we have uh, ironically Dick Callahan, eighty <laughs> years old. He's the Oakland uh, PA guy. Uh, and he was there. He replaced Roy uh, Steele. Roy Steele, yep. And he was uh, there from 05 until uh, 19. 19. And then, yeah. uh, of course, he wasn't there in 2020 because of health concerns, and he died this year. Right. He was a Golden State uh, PA guy in the early 80s and until yeah. uh, 2000. And then uh, Cal Bears from 2000 through 2012 and St. Mary's College. Uh, as well, but didn't yep. have years on that. Have a couple uh, more here, and then we can talk to Dick. Yep. Uh, we have Mark Beard, 72 years old, NASCAR owner and former Bush driver. He uh, had uh, six races in the Bush uh, series, and then uh, and two top tens in that series. And then he uh, founded a Beard Motorsports team, and uh, for and he had the guy uh, Clay Rogers driving for him for a while. And then uh, they didn't qualify. Then in 17, he got a guy, Brendan Gone, to drive for him. 
uh, through 20, and then he retired. And then uh, they uh, that guy, uh, that team ran in the Daytona for those four years. And then uh, they were uh, going to try to get, uh, I guess they've got another driver that's still going to drive for the team. They're going to keep it going in his memory. But it sounds like a very low-budget operation because yeah. he yes, only was racing and driving at various points. But this uh, last guy I remember pretty well, Grant Jackson, 78 years old. He, he was a reliever. Phillies, 60, uh, 65 through 70, did some starting in 70. Then he went to the Orioles from 71 through 76. Yankees also in 76. Pittsburgh from 77 through 81. Montreal in 81. Kansas City and Pittsburgh in 82. Uh, he was an AL All-Star in 69, but he didn't play in the game. He uh, won Game 7 in the 79 World Series for the Pirates. His record was 86-75, and 3.46 ERA, 889 strikeouts and 79 saves. And uh, let's see, and then he was a pitching and bullpen coach for the Pirates from 83 through 85. Uh, Cincinnati bullpen coach from 94 through 95, and he died of COVID-19. So there we go with that stuff. All right. Let's, so go, we to let's, say hello to let's go to Dick. Hello, boys. Hey. Well, I, got, I got three things for you. Number okay. one, and I'm going to be really cruel to, to Chris, and I don't know uh, Chris, okay. I'm sure you're a nice <laughs> guy, but I got to do it. But uh-huh. first of all, if you want to hear the Kansas City announcer, yeah. uh, WDAF, you can get it on the with the A person. If you don't want to be a quarter behind with uh, XM, uh, <laughs> you might try that. And yeah. now, do you want to know what favorite Super Bowls? Well, my favorite Super Bowl was January 1986. Oh yeah, I think yeah, I think you know where I'm, where I'm going. Got the comeback victory I was just talking about. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, poor Tony Easton. He was running around like a deer in the headlights. He oh yeah, sure does. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, you oh. know that was amazing. And I had had in my head a scenario where the Patriots could win this game. Now they had played yeah. in '85, you know, during the regular season, and they played a much better game. I think they lost, I don't know, twenty to seven or something like yes, that. Yes, they got one touchdown. They never had a, a scrimmage in the Bears' territory, but whoever the quarterback was, Easton or something, got it to Stefan Starring, and he ran a long touchdown in from over 50 yards. That's how they scored. They lost, you know, 17-7, 27-7, but they played them, you know, pretty good. So I thought we were going to have a decent Super Bowl, and I figured they'd have figured things out, but, uh, boy, it didn't work out that way. I think everybody was thinking that we are going to play Miami, but uh, I remember listening to that game on uh, Mutual. Yeah. When New England, you guys really you know, cleaned Miami's clock. Uh, yep, uh, championship game. Well, that was squish the fish day. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, and that yep. uh, that was amazing. <laughs> that was good. Poor, yep. I feel sorry though. Poor uh, um, the quarterback from Miami, uh, who all, all, all the passing records, Marino and Marino, you know, got the one Super Bowl, and got the yeah. Well, and what, what can you do? You know, you really can't predict these things. That's why it's amazing what yep. Brady has done, and I yep. think people are realizing that. And you know, as, as more time goes, you know, I mean, again. Belichick may get his chance with Garoppolo next year, and then if he can't get that done in the next two or three years after that with Garoppolo, then people are going to start looking at him a little differently than they do now. Yeah, Garoppolo is injury prone. Yeah, I know. Sure is. Stay away from him. Couldn't even play those four games. You know, we had to bring in Percet because he couldn't even play the four games he was going to play when Brady was out that time. I know. Okay. All right. There you go. Sean, why don't you wrap it up? All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, come on back next week, and you'll hear what our thoughts on this Super Bowl. But if you want to listen or any of your friends want to listen, they can download the podcast, legendoldies.com. They can also type in Sports Lounge Live in their podcaster. It's delivered to them right away. Uh, 
Tesla smart device to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. So we will see you next week and enjoy the big game, folks.